0: Welcome back to the Millennial <laughs> Meltdown Podcast. Uh, here today with Bubba McComb.
1: Yeah, hello everybody. Do I just jump right in? Yeah. Oh, hello. Jump right in, Hello, Monsia Cox. How's it going, man? Yeah, thanks for coming. Thanks thank for, for being here. Thank you for having me, man. Appreciate it. I got a fucking couple packs of cookies right up front, dude. Oh, yeah. I, I got a, a pen. I got my Starbucks here, dude. Uh, this house is at perfect uh, temperature. Is it? It really is, man. I'm, I'm wearing a hoodie. I'm comfortable. And you have a great dog. Glad you like it. Could be more happy I to do. be I here, man. I Could do. Could be more Thank happy.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, Crypto was very excited
1: to be your friend today. Yeah, yeah. I. Uh, you call him Crypty ever?
0: I call him the Big Creep. Ooh, okay. Yeah, that's my like nickname for him. Okay, okay.
1: Yeah, he's a Weimaraner, right? Mic- maybe Mix, but is he full bread? bread. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep. Hell yeah, dude. Bought him from a breeder. Be- Sorry,
0: I didn't adopt him. Is uh, so it was also ten years ago. You're a better person now. So uh, yeah, no, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, he's purebred. Had him his whole life. Had him since he was eight weeks old. So yep,
1: yeah, proper. Yep. That's uh that's the the perfect week to buy one from a breeder, right there. Oh yeah, dude. Yep, that's a cutoff is nine weeks, and they throw him away after that. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> that's what that's what you're paying into. Dude. They don't. They so, don't do that. They <laughs> I want know. the money. I know. I know. All right. <laughs> Oh now I'm comfortable good can I you know what this is an automatic uh, uh real quick observation the the water we're we're drinking here this is the first time I've ever noticed that this, this is a sam's club correct mm, Safeway. safeway Safeway water has refresh a refresh A. what does that mean dude, I have no idea oh, it's missing re- in the r I thought my whole life is refresher water. oh
0: it's not called refresh or refresher it's, it's called refresh.
1: You know what I mean? I get what they're trying to do, but like, what the dude? That's some that's some uh, mandala effect shit right there. I'm
0: gonna be honest with you. I don't think I've ever read the label on this water before, dude.
1: I've been I've been like my, we have a Safeway primarily like by where I grew up, you know, and uh, I swear to God it's been refresher, man, like refresher water, like.
0: <laughs> that's hilarious. All right.
1: Well, okay. I'm wrong. That's a that's a pretty mediocre way to start the podcast. I, mean, I apologize. Um, <laughs> mediocre. Um, I don't yeah. think
0: anything's mediocre on this podcast. is grade A all the time. Okay.
1: That that's just me being hard on myself. I'm <laughs> sorry. I just you know I'm trying to get to the bottom of this. You know. That's hilarious. Refresh thing. A. Water. Refresh
0: A. a. That's it, great
1: though. You know. I'm just I'm I'm happy you go drinking water as opposed to spring water. Spring yeah. water is for fucking peasants.
0: Dude. If I had people who watch this podcast, they'd be no. like, use uh reusable bottles
1: yeah but you know what like they can the people that take time to come onto a podcast and then see you drinking a plastic bottle and the only thing I'd they have so to excited. say about the podcast is you should be using reusable water you don't want that person as a fan that's true if that's the, oh know, they wouldn't be a fan no as i'm saying fuck them dude not but fuck you know them. what
0: my stance is on that type of shit though like why do you get mad at the people who use it and not yeah. the mad at people who make it
1: I mean, they're probably mad at everyone, but they know that you're using the thing that they hate. And but it's so like, they're like, fuck you. I'll
0: stop buying them when they stop making them. Thank you. And you know, you know what, what I, I mean?
1: W- hey, dude, I will say this, man. I will say this. I won't, I'm not going to drop any names, but one of my favorite places ever to drink coffee on planet Earth started using. I get iced coffees primarily, okay? I love iced coffee. Big ones, too. They sell a 32-ounce there, and I'm like, I want that. I've never ordered a medium iced coffee there. And so they, start, <laughs> they switch up to paper straws, dude and i couldn't be more pissed off yeah like, i honestly couldn't be more angry paper, straws, paper straws are the devil do they change the flavor yeah. for one they change the flavor of the drink and then it, it, it like it mutes the temperature as it comes up as it come, uh, come ups comes up like it doesn't keep it cold man like it fucking sucks dude yeah. you know what i mean and so last time i came there i brought a starbucks straw And disrespected them like that, dude. Yeah. i like, I mean, you know know what? You just brought your own straw. I I got an extra straw from Starbucks. Stocking up. I can't do the paper straws, guys. I'm sorry.
0: The paper straws drive me nuts. I don't know if you've been to California recently, but the restaurants there, a lot of restaurants, still have plastic straws yeah, yeah yeah but they don't give them to you Unless you, you have to ask yes
1: and then which they is say are like you sure you piece
0: of y- shit the most obnoxious <laughs> shit in the world they're like are you sure you want a straw sir
1: oh so you're consciously making the decision to ruin the earth further yeah we yeah. got one of those yeah, yeah. exactly don't fuck but again with- hey i'll stop using them when they stop making them well i'll stop using them when someone proves that we can save the earth it's, go- it's done. Them. It's done. Like, you know, we can try to, like, slow down the process, <laughs> you know, done. but I don't got kids. I don't give a fuck. I want plastic straws, dude. It's I want to done. enjoy the things I want to enjoy because... The earth is ending. Yeah. And then, you know what? It's That's the beautiful thing about being alive is you can indulge. And I don't want to indulge with paper straws and iced drinks. It doesn't fucking work for me, man. You know what I mean? I'm with you there. I digress. I'm sorry. This is a millennial meltdown for sure, actually. God damn. This is the... It's wow. basically
0: a therapy session. God,
1: look at, look at that, man. And while we're on the meltdown phase and the aggression phase, can I just say again, fuck Del Taco, bro. Dude, why don't you like Del Taco? All right, let me tell you something. I mean, I'm a Taco Bell
0: guy for sure, but I'll fuck with Del Taco.
1: Okay, so here's the, go- here's the deal. <laughs> okay. It's, there's taco in your name, okay? You don't like Taco Bell either? And their fucking tacos suck? Oh, they're not even halfway enjoyable. They're like tiny little tacos. They fucking suck, dude. It's and then, not like so, a
0: substantial taco. So I gave
1: them a couple chances. I was like, well, okay, well, the tacos from Del Taco were t- horrible. And I'm like, okay, fine. And then they had a, a cheeseburger on there. I'm like, a double cheeseburger? Okay. And that, how, When the fuck has that ever been bad? From anywhere, you know? Fucking dry-ass bullshit, bullshit cheeseburger, dude. Yeah. It was terrible. And I was like, what the fuck? Is there anything good here? And then on top of all the disrespect, dude, they serve me crinkle-cut fries. The most lowest of the low, low, low fries in existence. Yeah, you don't want the fries from Delta. Dude, you don't want crinkle-cut fries, man. The only reason why Cane's gets passed is because of the cane sauce. And the Texas toast is fire. And the chicken's perfect.
0: I wish there was a Cane's by my house. My
1: mouth is watering so bad right now. I
0: told Sam uh, like yesterday, Ah. I was like, babe, I just want In-N-Out or Cane's. Yeah. And I was tempted because the closest one is... Thirty minutes away. Fuck it, dude. In Avondale, hey, you and I was like, I'm tempted to drive up there and go get us some canes right now, <laughs> dude. I,
1: I live in Goodyear. Okay, yeah. I'll get back to the story real quick. But I was, I live in Goodyear. I've, I've had White Castle three times since it's opened. Yeah, and that is on the other side of the planet from Goodyear. Yeah, I'm like, if it's good, bro, I'll make the mission. I, I put on my it. favorite song, take a couple hits off the pen. I'm good, man. I gotta
0: try White Castle again because I did not have a good experience,
1: and I judged it pretty hard my first time. Well, here's the thing. Here, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be open. Can I be open on this podcast? Yeah. Okay. White Castle was a true, true experience. Was it? It was beautiful, and again, they have crinkle cut fries, which just really irritates me, man. Yeah. But they got some good options to substitute, so I got whatever. The sh- no, no, look at. People always say, like, uh, yeah, "Look it. okay, everyone has a certain food. Maybe they haven't discovered it yet. I had yeah. not discovered this yet. White Castle, when I shit it out, dude, it smells exactly the same every time I've had a White Castle. It, I'm telling you, dude, it has got a... If you put that in front of me, I'm like, that's White Castle shit. I'm telling you, dude, it smells... You could like capture it in a bottle and like replicate it. It was this exact (laughs) thing.
0: Oh my God. I've
1: never had a food that caused that before. Like every time I eat Jack in the Box, I have to shit right afterwards. But I think it's just a reaction. You know what I mean?
0: If you're listening to this podcast, I'd really like you to let us know if you can confirm the White Castle shit.
1: If you've had a shit, if you can eat a food and then know what the shit is going to smell like, I want to hear what foods they are because I know it's not just me. Uh, maybe it just me with White Castle, personally. I don't know. Maybe we could just have an experiment. Maybe we could have a team outing. I don't know what we can do, but we need to see if it's the White Castle or if it's just a, a thing where you just...
0: I can say for sure protein shake shits are a thing. Of course. Yeah, but you're uh, inducing that, though. When I'm, like, drinking a protein shake every yes. day, it's, like, a consistent like yeah protein
1: smell but dude that's the that's the recipe i mean dude that's a across the board thing you know what yeah. i mean like you're you overloading your body on protein you're yeah. gonna have protein farts like and that's right. just the game right. but i'm just
0: it, saying i confirm i believe maybe white, that white castle is high
1: thing. in protein so high in protein that you are know, <laughs> i doubt it but you know Those
0: it, tiny little sliders
1: it blows my mind man and i know this sounds uh you know i don't call it what you will i don't even give a fuck honestly but when i'm eating white castle recently
2: yeah
1: i'm laughing while I'm eating it, because I know that when I take a shit later or the next morning, if it's late at night, what that it's gonna it's gonna make me laugh at how it smells because it smells oh ex- <laughs> exactly the same, dude. The first
0: time I had White Castle <laughs> uh, was downtown Chicago. Can't go on, and it was last year in uh, oh new to the game May. Damn, I think yeah May. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I walked there. For, I was at a conference for work and uh it was like the most sketchy white castle <laughs> like experience like there was homeless people in there i'm pretty sure okay like it was like it was a run but like it Oops. was unbelievably busy like yeah dude it's constant good. line there's a constant flow of people in and out so i was like i feel safe though and yeah. I, maybe that was false confidence I don't know where I was in Chicago. Well, I don't
1: think fear makes food taste better. You know what I mean? No,
0: you're probably right.
1: You know, I really don't.
0: Um, so I think I got to give it a better shot maybe yeah. in, you know, a cleaner kitchen. Scottsdale, man. Know. Let's take yeah. a trip
1: to Scottsdale one day. I'll show yeah. you the I'll show you the way, bro. All right. I'll check it out. Yeah, no, I don't recommend. Now they have an option to do like the double. You can get like 4 of them, fries and a drink for like 7 bucks, which is yeah. pretty good. Whatever, standard fast food meal price. And then you can get, or you can get two doubles. The double sounds nice. They're not. Do they sound nice? <laughs> They're not. I'm telling. I'm here to tell you right now. Do it's not. too much. Okay. Once you, because I've had, I had White Castle a couple times, the and solo. I was, I was on board. Yeah, with the solos are fire, dude. Right. And then with the bacon too, it'll blow your fucking mind. I swear to God. And, but the doubles was every every bite, right. every bite like coagulated too quickly, and it it just well, it didn't sit right. Yeah. It disappointed me, honestly, but I'm going back again. Okay. I'm going back again. We'll go, dude. I'm serious. I'll, I'll go. Yeah. We'll, we'll pick down. a day. we got to go on a day where there's no traffic um, or or like lunchtime because uh, it's a send out there, dude. Scottsdale's far. It is far. But it's far. I've got a good playlist. You know <laughs> what I mean? Dude, driving <laughs> up
0: there to do a mic anytime, I'm like, every time I'm driving there, All I can think is, I got a 45 minute drive home. Yep. Like, cause I'm like, in the back of my head, I'm like, if I leave at ten thirty, yeah. I'm not getting home till eleven fifteen.
1: Yeah, and no one's, and you're not thinking, you know, I got a long ways home, so I've got to do my polished set at an open mic. Right. You sometimes you try new shit and it doesn't work, and then you have a forty five minute drive home trying right. to think of how to make a joke better. Right. It's not, you know what I mean. And I, I did take like a little video, a little uh, boomerang video, was at the boycott open mic, and I was pretty deep in the list. I was like maybe twelve or so, but by the time they got to me. Um, there's like four people there total Yeah, and two were were comics, you know, whatever. And I like took a little thing and I was like, you know, this is, you know, the majority part of comedy. Like you're just literally, if two of the four people in the room laugh at what you're saying, then you have to just assume that it's funny enough to keep it, keep going. Yeah. But then sometimes, you know, no one laughs and you're just like, well, there's four people in there. So, you know, maybe it's good. Maybe it just, it just wasn't, you know, and then you go try it at a new faces show or a crowd, a good crowd and it flops and you want to kill yourself, dude. Yeah. You're Like, fuck dude. Like, Oh my God. It's just a crazy, crazy, crazy wave of emotions and how much energy you put into something that up front yields almost nothing. Yeah. Almost nothing but praise. Essentially, that's yeah. it. And it's just a—it's uh, a fun road, dude. I'm really excited. I've never like been challenged like this before, ever. Like, yeah. and I've never tried to do anything um, this hard before either. Like stand-up comedy, like I, I never—I didn't f- ever find something that I'm like, oh, this this could turn into something that could be like long-term good. Like kendama, the ball and cup game. I have, you know. Like, have you ever seen me play kendama before?
0: I have on your Instagram. Okay,
1: yeah. So like that. Like, I could become good at that if I wanted to put all the time in the world into it. Right. Just like if I put as much time as I'm doing comedy as in Kanama, I could be really good. But th- the end game in that is <laughs> not something I'm interested in. Right. It's not, um, you know, I know this sounds kind of shitty, but you can't make money off that. Right. If I'm going to dedicate all my free time to something, I want to be able to yield something from it. Right. Absolutely. And so comedy was the first thing in life that I was just like, well, if I keep trying... And keep progressing. Eventually, whether it be five, whether it be ten years, if I just keep getting better and consistently get better, then I will be exactly where I'd like to be. Oh yeah! And I think that stands true for everybody who um, shows steady progression, no matter what pace, dude. Like, the, there's a song that says, uh, "You know, slow money's better than no money." Right. You know, just keep fucking progressing dude and it doesn't matter how long shit takes dude I'm, I'm here for the long ride bro as long as my mom lets me keep living with her you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's
0: fair <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. that's nice that she supports you doing comedy that's for sure
1: dude it was uh i, I was really worried about it man you know what i mean because yeah. Well, so here's my like quick TLDR like lineage. So how long
0: have you been doing comedy?
1: Um, just over a year, almost a year and a half exactly now. Okay. Yeah. Um, so you know, got I got you know a little bit of time to be uh, observational and see what not to do, what you should be doing, yeah. and really just learn from people. And there's a lot of people that have been giving me a lot of, um, really good advice and guidance. Um, one specifically, Derek McFarland. He's been so good to me, man. He gave me my first hosting opportunity. He like taught me a lot of things about comedy, how to be whatever. He we lived together for a little while, so we got to like bounce shit off each other and like having someone like that around, dude, who has just been killing it. That's legit, dude. He's like, I think I forgot who I was talking to about it, um, but he is like the best overall. Overall, he's like one of the best local comedians. Like he can host a perfect show. He's got a 10, 15, 20 minute killer set. If he wants to pull it out of his pocket, dude, like he's just the guy to learn from. And he's so nice and so willing to share information. And it's just like having people like that um, really helps everything not feel so shitty. You know what I mean? But uh, (laughs) I don't even know what the point was um, that we were trying to make, but. Um, I think that was
0: just a love letter to
1: Derek McFarland. Derek McFarland, man, I am telling you, like, if you, I am gonna have
0: to save that little sixty second clip and post yeah, it for you, him.
1: You gotta observe that guy, man. Like, <laughs> he really just is doing everything correctly, and uh, you know, people gotta put your ego aside, man. Like, just acknowledge that someone's where you want to be, and then you don't have to emulate them. Like, you know, I am not going out and doing Derek McFarland jokes. Yeah. But I'm watching him like what is he doing that's going so well? And like yeah. okay, well, I'm not doing that, so there's must there's a a gap there and at least I have my ego in check at least enough to be like, well, I want I'll change then. And it f- kind of feels like it's working out slowly. Yeah. But, you know, and everything should work out slowly, but I don't know, man, comedy's so much fun, dude. I've never been in love with something like this, dude. It's so much fun. I've never been more insecure and more confident at the same time in my whole life. Yeah. It's so weird going back from like, I ain't shit to like, well, I made a pretty good progress so far.
0: It is weird. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's like a hour to hour feeling. Yeah. It's fucking strange, man.
0: I know. I know what you mean. I mean, I've only been doing comedy um, since July.
1: Shut the fuck up, dude. Yeah. For real? Yeah why see like that's the thing so when why why was that your reaction when i started seeing you around like i only saw you like once or twice two other times in person before um i just recently saw and like officially met you yeah um and so like i just thought you'd just been around a long time but you're just like doing sets every now and then um because dude well i'm not gonna i'm not blowing smoke i have no reason to give you props just because it's such a podcast but Your set at Bridget's, dude, was fucking solid, dude. Thanks, man. And you know it was. Like, you heard what was happening in the room. Yeah. And I was like, oh, cool, man. Like, this guy's pretty good. Like, I just assumed you've been doing it for quite some time and you just were just like the guy dropping in every now and then. Like, kind of how Kristen Davis killed it. You know, he well, He had a, some really good jokes, and he's the yeah. guy who doesn't, like, consistently, consistently work, but he's been doing comedy for a long time. Yeah. I thought you were just in that group, but yeah. fuck, dude. Good job, man. Thanks, man. God <laughs> damn, dude. That's tight. That's tight. And I love seeing people who haven't been doing it for very long just impress people. Like, yeah. Savannah Hernandez, another one that's been doing yeah. it. She just hit her year anniversary. Mm-hmm. I'm like, dude that's fucking crazy yeah you know what i mean that's pretty nuts and there's yeah, a whole bunch of other comedians great. that kill it out here but as far as time goes yeah. pretty nuts pretty yeah cool. yeah
0: i appreciate that man of course. I've definitely uh i don't have like a whole lot of te- people to get like feedback from mm-hmm. so i mean all i've really gone off of is like my recordings of laughter <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, well, And trying to see how my jokes do but that's
1: uh that's important too dude you know where the where the lulls are, and then you, yeah. just, then you just learn how to fix I them.
0: Work really. I've worked on just my solid like seven minute set yeah. now for the whole time I've been doing it. It's perfect. Just, like I've tried a handful of jokes. Yeah. I have a whole notebook full of jokes. Yeah. But I'm like, I got this solid like five to seven minutes that I need to like form out. And uh, I was only doing like one mic a week. Yeah. Okay. Um. For like the first like 4 months, 5 months or so. And then now after New Year's, I'm like I got to get out and gotta do as many now, mics as possible. Yes. Yes. Uh, and you But dude. for me it was like one of those things I was like I don't have I don't have that much free time. Like sure. you know what I mean? Sure. Like I work eight to five Monday through Friday. Mm -hmm. I travel for work. Like I'm going to Ohio in two weeks. Again, I was just there two weeks ago. Sorry to hear about that, man. Yeah, it's dude, it's fucking a lot. (laughs) But like I, I went and did a mic in Ohio while I was there, which was sick. Oh, cool at least being proactive with
2: that yeah Yeah. yeah. okay i looked
0: them all up ahead of time and i was like uh wednesday night while i'm there has a sick mic so i went and did that and i met all the locals there yeah yeah, yeah. i was there early and helped the guy set up so he let me go up fifth that's cool man yeah that's really cool he said he doesn't like uh let people go up in the order they sign up what he's like i make new people wait till it last Cause it's like such a weird local scene yeah, out there. Weird. I don't like that. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, that kind of sucks, man. The I don't. Fuck? I don't really have time to be here until eleven thirty tonight. If you tonight. get
1: there early to sign up, then you yeah. should go
0: up first. Yeah, right, and I was the first one there, and shit. it was weird, dude. It was oh, a whole different experience, that's man. That's shady, dude. But um, okay. yeah, like now I'm just like I'm like I think this is uh something I could fucking. Kill it at, and I need to fucking put in a lot of effort. And
1: it really helps that you have a degree in you said screenwriting, screenwriting. yeah. So, I mean, you know how to write already, which is your upper hand immediately. Oh, yeah, you have a lot of writing experience, yeah. And we've been talking outside of the podcast, and you know, you're just naturally funny in a conversation. So, those things when these things meet, you're gonna be a fuck, and that's what I'm saying, like. It's funny you said that um that you are working on your 7 minutes for the first for the whole time so far cuz I just did the padded room podcast that crazy fuck Rodney Hood dude. He's crazy man. You'll you'll, you'll get to meet it, Rodney. He's a he's a nut man. He's such a good guy but he is a character. And um that's exactly what I did for the first year. Straight, I got my 7 to 10 down to a point where I I, I was proud of it. Yeah. And then then I started doing a new five, yeah. and then I, because I got a little better at writing on stage, a little better at everything I was trying to get better at. And by the time the first year was up, you know your expectations in your first year aren't high for anybody, right? Yeah. But by the time the first year was, I wasn't running through a thousand jokes trying to see which thousand are, are right. funny. I picked the seven minutes that got the laughs I wanted and the jokes that I was proud to write, and right. then. I lock that in, and now I'm just trying to write new stuff every time that I know something is funny enough to perform. If something happens in real life that like makes me want to tag that joke up, then I'll bring it back and work on it. It's yeah. just, dude, it's so meticulous if you yeah. care, you know. And right. the moment you put your effort, uh, your free time effort into comedy, it's dude, it's gonna be nice, man. Yeah. You're gonna, yeah, because again, we had a six-minute set, seven-minute set, uh, at Bridget's.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I did seven. Cause dude, he said seven ahead of time. Yeah. And I was like, I
1: kind of prepared seven. Yeah. So I was I'm like, kind of going to do seven. Yeah.
0: I, I just went up there and I was like, I'm doing my seven. Yeah. Like. yeah. <laughs> and
1: uh, yeah, dude, it was honestly really funny, man. And so Thanks, man. that's that's exciting to know that you have been doing it for even what? A little over Since six July, months. July. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Tight.
0: Tight, yeah. tight, tight. Thanks, man. Tight, bottle. How do you feel about tight, bud? Yeah, I think we both fucking crushed it at Bridget's, honestly. We went one and two. Yeah, it, it, was, it was a nice... Um, it was fucking awesome, man.
1: It was a nice transition. The crowd, uh, supposedly the crowd, that was a really good crowd for that night, and um, they, were re- they were ready for it, dude. They were it ready to laugh. It was a fun fucking time. Yeah. Uh, no one did bad, really. Yeah. Honestly. No, I mean... It was solid all the way.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I won't say anything. Yeah, everyone did great. <laughs> <laughs> it
1: was a fantastic show. Thank you, everybody, for coming. Uh, <laughs> no, um,
0: I really can't wait to go back there. John Henry is, like, a really nice guy.
1: My first time actually meeting him. Oh, yeah? Yeah, the I first would... time being there. Your first time being there, too, yeah? Yes. Performing there? First yeah. time
0: there, yeah. I was on a show with John at Stur Crazy when I got on that open mic. Okay. That cool. impossible to get on open yeah, mic. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh wait. Yeah, that's the first time that we met each other, right?
0: mm Nope. No? No. The first time we met each other was just uh leaving this week sucks tonight. That's, um, right.
1: No, that's right. That's right. That's right. The
0: last show, yeah, I was standing out there talking to Ross. Yeah. Uh, who's done the podcast. He moved to Vegas. I'm kind of sure, bummed about that.
1: I went I went out there. Um, Rally eating, Cowboy. Yeah. I saw that. You went to America's Got Talent, right? <laughs> yeah, I did it for like a... I tried to combine like Kendama and comedy, you know? Yeah. Just be like... Try to like a unique spin on it. And um, the audition, dude, <laughs> it did not go very well. Was it weird? It was so fucking
0: weird dude what's like the process like like i i you put in the application online they emailed you Not set up like, you don't a even date. apply it's an open oh you just went right you, oh. you,
1: anyone can pre like register okay and anyone can go which uh brought out some weird motherfuckers dude. Oh, okay um you know there's this dude that wouldn't stop singing these five seconds of this song for the whole four or five hours that we were in line oh man so we got there really really early and so we were, like, ninth and – we were 13, 14, me and Peter Jordan. were 13 and 14 for auditions or whatever. Yeah. And um, Peter went there to do comedy. And Peter actually did not, – not too bad, to be completely honest. Um, but the way it was, dude, they brought us in by groups. They didn't put, like, comedians together. And they didn't put, like, artists together necessarily. Like, it was just really, really weird. And they had one lady in the room – Judging everybody separately. We se- there was like six people in the group, and we all had to perform in front of the lady, while the other people behind us were just sitting there quiet, watching us do our audition. Shut up! It was the most awkward thing ever. And this girl, that d- this lady, that did just opera, to one lady, one lady, yeah. And this, Why like, is
0: that one lady in control of, the, exactly. I thought it'd be like a panel of people, exactly. like
1: five, seven people. Dude, I was pretty let down by like you have one person in here determining if it's funny or good enough. And to that lady on. knows comedy and shit. Exactly. Like, and I'm not saying like she. W- I don't know her fucking background. She's but like, trust yeah. me, dude. It was like she's
0: like the Mitzi Shore of America's Got Talent, no. and we're like shitting on her.
1: Yeah, I mean, she <laughs> seemed like nice in a corporate way, you know. But like the thing is, is when I was doing my kendama. Um, not routine, I guess it's a routine, like the thing I was doing. Um, yeah. towards the end, uh, I messed up and I was like, well, there it fucking goes. I'll never get on this show now. Like, fucking eh. Yep. Yeah, well, that was fun. And then, so after we got done with that, we met up with Ross Dinsdale and, uh, fuck, had a great, great, great night. We did some
0: mics out there and shit.
1: Uh, yeah. I did a mic out there. Um, I saw a couple of people that I haven't seen in years. Uh, they came out to the mic and we hung out a little bit. It was really fun. And then, uh, uh, you know, after the audition of me, we, we went and partied on Fremont street. I love Fremont street. It was amazing, dude.
0: I was just, oh dude, that's so funny. I was just telling Zach about it yesterday when he was doing the podcast. I was like, Fremont street is like, uh, where the poor people stay in vegas <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i was like it's where i belong <laughs> i was yeah, like Fremont Street feels comfortable i was telling him like yeah. i took sam there um and i was like babe we got to go to fremont street yeah uh we just went there for my birthday not last year but the year before okay and uh we saw blink T- 182 because they were having their residency there and that was pretty sick
1: were they playing like everything
0: They were playing, they played, yeah, like, all their greatest hits, basically. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah. Thank God. And it was just the three of them. Okay. uh, And it was just them. It wasn't, like, an opener or anything. Uh, And that was pretty sick. But uh, what the fuck was I saying? Fremont
1: Street. I took her to play roulette, Mm -hmm. and we sat there and played roulette for, like, three and a half hours. Dude, roulette's fun. Wow. Yeah, man, roulette's fun. I don't really understand gambling very much, but I learned how to play craps.
0: Okay, dude. Me and Zach were just talking about crafts, and I was like, I wish
1: someone would teach me how to play crafts. Dude, this is like a. I'm not gonna do the bit, but it, yeah. I have a, a bit about it now because it was just really a unique experience. So I'll be open. Like I'm fine with being open. This is not like a G-rated podcast or anything, right? No. Okay. So I um, took some acid, some LSD. Oh, okay. Um, tested safe. Oh, it's stuff. not that kind of podcast. Yeah, sorry. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, because I don't like gambling, I don't like drinking. I don't like doing the normal Vegas stuff in Vegas. I okay. like taking some like, a little bit of psychedelics and then having a great fucking time. We went into this arcade, dude, and it was one of the best times I've ever had in my entire life. Yeah. In the arcade, like away from fr- the whole street, away from all the party. We spent like 30, 45 minutes in this arcade, dude. It was that sounds awesome. The, so, I mean, it's just a, it, it just makes you feel like, you know... what'd you play well we did this one thing where we held on to this uh, me and Ross I have a video of it we held on to these like uh, shock handles and you put like a a two quarters in and then you like if you can hold on until it gets all the way up to like the 3000 mark or whatever then it gives you tickets and shit and so me and Ross like put one hand on each it shocks you and it was like it vibrates so quick that it feels like it's shocking you but we were under the influence and so it felt so fucking cool dude (laughs) It felt so crazy. I was like, oh, shit, dude. I was like, oh, shit. It like, felt it, so fucking cool. It was like, I was like a, 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 it's like a little kid, dude. It just gives you an innocent sense of life, man. Like, honestly, it's so... I have for sure never done acid. For, and, you know, what, dude, it's okay. I'm not, like, here to convince you, but... Um, oh, I would, th- there I would are, definitely try. It. There are improper ways to absolutely do everything, including <laughs> the best stuff. And um, I know exactly how to do it. I know my limit. I know... I know right and so yeah. i never have like a bad time anymore yeah. um you know i don't do things that make me hate myself anymore like it's, i've learned a lot from these experiences so when i <laughs> when i wanted to just take it to have fun it's really easy oh you got a kid boner dude you got uh, a mic stand boner um but anyway so it's an endless battle we take some stupid fucking thing <laughs> we're walking through vegas right and uh we stopped I'm not going to say who's in this story specifically. Oh, yeah. No, okay. But then, you know, we stop, and then uh, one of the guys wants to start playing craps. And uh, I was like, man, I have no idea how to play craps at all. You know what yeah. I mean? And so I, I sit down, and it's electronics craps table. So they have, like, the big screen in the middle, and then they have, like, the uh, die in the middle that just gets popped up, popped up, and it, like, flips everywhere, and it lands, and that's what the, the roll is or whatever. Um, and so one of our one of my friends starts playing and starts winning like a lot you know yeah. and they're like Man, we're gonna be here for a while you know and i'm like tripping so i am like, I gotta start learning how to play this game then so i know what the fuck is going on like i'm tired of feeling lost you know what i mean yeah and so uh i sit there and i'm like watching and learning and learning and we're there for about an hour at this point and like no joke he's keeps like keeps his money in and then I start like getting kind of bored, man. And then I was like, I, I, I'll take a drink, you know? You got
0: bored while you're on acid?
1: You no, know, I was just bored of sitting there watching everyone else play, really. Yeah, but
0: that's like the worst.
1: But no, it's okay. That's what I'm saying. I know myself. On any drug. On, yeah, if I, was taking, if I was on too much, then that yeah. would have been terrifying or terrible. Yeah. But I'm fine, right? And right. so, I, I get, okay, they keep asking if we want drinks because we've been there for a while. I'm like, okay, I'll take a gin and ginger ale, whatever. And so she keeps bringing them as we keep, you know, playing – and it only takes about another 30 minutes i'm on my third gin, gin and ale, and then i'm chain smoking cigarettes <laughs> and i don't even smoke cigarettes at all right no. and i'm i've learned so much about craps in this small amount of time that this like japanese businessman these two dudes came up and they started playing craps and he's like i don't know how to play and i taught him how to play craps and i continued to watch him win hundreds and hundreds of dollars, dude, in the process, and it was like I felt like I was in the fucking matrix dude. I was like explaining everything to this guy, and like um after we got done uh after we got done playing craps, it was just so hype, and i started I was f- faded by this point, point. and then I just started talking in like an English accent for like the rest of the night, dude yeah, i I could not stop myself from talking like that, and uh it was a fucking great time man, and so. If you ever go to uh, Vegas again, just make sure you take a little bit of psychedelics.
0: Oh, I'm definitely going. To I want to take mushrooms and go to a Cirque du Soleil show so bad. <sighs> Have you good. ever been to a Cirque du Soleil show?
1: Uh-uh. Is it, hold on. I need to ask this right now. Are there animals involved in any way? No. Then I'm good. We'll go.
0: They dress up like animals.
1: That's fine. Sometimes. Oh, a furry convention?
0: Like um, this one guy we saw was like a giraffe on stilts. So he had stilts on all four limbs. Okay. He's he this gigantic giraffe walking across the stage. <laughs> oh shit! That was wild. Yeah. Um, dude, a- it's. I mean, it's like going to the circus, basically. So I mean, it's just there's strongman routines, there's trapeze, there's people flying over your head sometimes. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's that's wild. in Vegas. Yeah. I mean, there's like ten different circus la shows.
1: Really? Is yeah. That just one main show?
0: No. There's like ten. There's they're all different themed. What? Yeah, we went to one that just came to Phoenix at Comerica over the winter. It was uh-huh. their uh, holidays, like
1: Christmas show. I feel like it's too big of a place to enjoy something like that. If you weren't on the you got good seats though, huh? Uh, we had pretty good seats. Hey, yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> no, I'm saying like, dude, when I when I hear someone's coming to Comerica, I'm like, well, I can't afford the seats that would allow me to thoroughly enjoy this. Oh like, yeah, like I've come to, I've come to grips that i have never seen Joe Rogan perform. Oh man, like I'm not gonna go see him at an arena. That's a shitty, that's a shitty live situation for comedy for yeah. me. Not obviously not for the thou- tens of thousands of people that go and he sells out these arenas. I'm just yeah. saying, like for me, I don't want it like that. You know.
0: When's your When's your yeah. birthday? July 19th. I'll yeah, t- I'll take you to show for your birthday. What <laughs> I'm saying, I don't. I just went to see Joe Rogan last year. Oh man. And yeah. uh, and Dane Cook.
1: They came together no different oh, okay. weeks
0: and in comerica i saw tom segura too oh yeah see yeah, yeah. now we sit in like the 20,
1: 20 row area are you fucking kidding me at comerica no no or at, at the arena <laughs> yeah first 20 rows yeah
0: because <laughs> well like the what? first so the first like 15 rows yeah they aren't theater chairs. Okay. They're folding chairs that they, like, move and put up there. Oh, shit. Because, you know, they have bands play there and shit, too. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. when it's a band, it's standing room it's up there. It's a pay or whatever. Yeah. Right? Okay, okay. So those, like, first 15 rows are, like, shitty chairs. So I'm like, I'm never going to buy one of those. Because I'm, you, like, a big dude. I want my own, like, yeah, little theater yeah. chair. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so we always sit, like, we sit as close as possible, <laughs> but Yeah. Yeah, I saw uh, yeah. Well, then, three or four shows there. Then that's last then you're year. really
1: experiencing it. Then see now yeah. I, when I when I think about I'm like oh whoa.
0: going to live comedy is my favorite fucking thing, man. Like if,
1: if I can't tell that the person on stage is blinking. <laughs> I, well, I'm not going to enjoy it very much, you know?
0: I, it is different when you can see their facial expressions. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah you don't got to look at the screen, you mm-hmm. know? I mean, it's funny. It's going to make you laugh because what they're saying is funny. Yeah. But I've been spoiled, dude, because I've I've gotten to see some real some of my favorite comedians come through the clubs. Right. Tempe Improv, Stand Up Live, yeah. uh, House of Comedy, whatever. Oh, man. Dude. Yeah, like you they should come just through. Name some
0: shows you saw last year. Last year I saw fucking... Andrew Santino. Oh, I have I saw, to see. He's coming up again. I saw Brendan Schaub. I saw Christina P. I saw Brian Callen. I saw... Damn, dude. Um, You went
1: to the Celebrity Theater Show? You went no, to I one? went oh, to the okay.
0: first one. He came here twice last year. Oh, okay, nice. Celebrity Theater Show. I almost bought tickets, and I was pissed I didn't because Delia showed up yeah. and interrupted his set. Yeah. Oh, You man. watched the video? Yeah. Him?
1: Yeah, so good, dude. Yeah. And
0: yeah. Uh, who's... I saw Bobby Lee last year. He like got naked and stuff. Of course. Dude, he's wild, man. Of course.
1: I love Bob- I love his podcast. He's, that's my favorite podcast, Tiger Belly. Yeah, he just yeah. started
0: one with Andrew Santino. It comes out soon. Yeah. I think tomorrow. Bad
1: Friends, right? Yeah. Bad Friends podcast. Yeah. I can't wait, dude. Yeah. Because they be said hilarious. it's gonna be pretty unfiltered. Yeah. And they're like, like, did okay. you
0: see the video of him like kissing his dick? Yes. Yeah.
1: That's uh
0: yeah, different. Right. Yeah, I mean, you know, Bobby Lee's (laughs) wild, man. I would love to meet him. (laughs) Apparently, he's a super nice guy.
1: I bet you he is, man. And, like,
0: super supportive of uh, comedians. That's what everyone always says.
1: Yeah. So, I I, got to see more comedy shows. I went and saw, just recently, I went and saw Tony Hinchcliffe. um, Tristan Bowling uh, hosted that show. And Mm -hmm. and he was there with Ali Makovsky. And it was great, dude. It was really good. And then before that, I went and saw, uh, the past year, I saw Harlan Williams, which was, dude, so I wanted amazing. to go see him We saw Norm MacDonald Love Norm McDonald, dude He's coming here in
0: May Awesome well, Wait what? Norm MacDonald No not Norm MacDonald Who am I thinking of
1: I don't know Norm McDonald's a Yeah uh, So uh, I can't do Norm Macdonald. What the fuck am I doing I don't know what I'm doing Yeah look up Norm MacDonald
0: No I know who Norm MacDonald is He was doing the KFC commercials for a little bit Did was you ever he? see those
1: Dude I haven't really watched cable in uh, a long long time um, honestly, kind of try to avoid it when I can. <laughs> oh shit!
0: Yeah, he was—he was he a. Was, uh, <laughs> oh my god! You didn't know that?
1: What year was this happening? 2016. That's pretty funny. That's actually pretty funny. He's the colonel. Because <laughs> they started getting all these celebrities Ooh, doing so like good. guest colonel spots, and he was by far my favorite. Yo, oh, dude, I'm a fat fuck, man. I can't even concentrate when they put close-ups of food on a commercial. Um, Everything they're saying is out of my head, and it's just straight to, like, food, consumption. And I, like, ooh, dude, last night I got Culver's, bro. Have you had Culver's before? Culver's is so fucking
0: good. The, the uh, butter uh, The ice cream they have, so fucking good. Culver's is
1: so fucking slept on. Oh!
0: <laughs> oh, look, there's your show on here, dude. being proud.
1: Honestly, dude, it, it almost um, it almost not. That I didn't cry, but like, it, it made me really emotional. Like, really happy to see that. That show is on the same page of upcoming shows. Like last week was Joey Diaz, Tom Segura, a couple of people, and then Sundays are tight.
0: Oh yeah, dude! Look, you're right under Tom Segura. It's on just this really, website. it's just,
1: it's just cool, dude. It's sick, honestly, dude. it was a really, really, big milestone for the first one, and this, these shows are great, dude. And uh, this, the shows that we're doing, the Sundays are tight. Show um, March first, 10, yeah. ten p.m. Sunday tight, <laughs> March first, ten p.m. If you want discount tickets, tickets uh, discount code tight. Um, <laughs> but this show is essentially to showcase. Um, the comedians that aren't getting, like, you know, club work, that aren't getting pulled to do hosting or uh, opening for big people. You know, this is like, um, well, these people, you know, we're not trying to fucking prove a point or anything, but these are the people that are closest to up-and-coming being Phoenix deserving comedian. of the spots or whatever yeah. you know and um, we'll always have like one headliner or one di- guy that's been doing it matt micheletty in this sense um will be the person closing out the show but it's a good dichotomy like i'm a fairly new comedian and mike enders is exactly where i want to be as a comedian so we're just working together trying to put together yeah yeah oh yeah and in- yeah i so, didn't mean to interrupt you oh, i was good. just I trying to point it out yeah yeah uh, sydney smith uh, made the announcement the uh, open mic is gonna now be at the Tempe improv but, uh, yeah, so come out to the show, dude. Uh, Mark
0: Norman is who I was trying to think of. Mark Norman. Sorry to interrupt you. Yeah, the, t- yeah. Uh, how did these shows come up? The Sundays are tight while we're on the topic. Well, how actually, did that happen?
1: It was just really cool, man. Um, ex- what Exactly what happened was, so if, you, if you're not, like, uh, up to, like, the brief history, the last year and a half of um, Phoenix comedy, there's a guy, Charles Engel, who was essentially Mike Ender's, like, Co- uh, partner in co- crime. Comedic partner Yeah right. So they did everything Send oh. us nudes mm-hmm. Please, send news um, Please send nudes podcast Please send Yeah and they did really well But Charles moved out to New York, New York To further yeah. pursue And so obviously They can't really continue What they were doing here And um, so anyway He's been gone for a little while And Charles was coming back And uh, he had a, a Welcome back show Not welcome back But like a You know a show at the 10 p.m. improv A one night um, Welcome back Charles Angle type thing And uh, he ended up Having to cancel and so Casey, um, who books the shows at the 10 p.m Improv and Stand Up Live, um, he talked to Mike and asked if he had a show that he could put in place of that one. And um, Mike Anders essentially was like, "Well, no, but you know, I, I, we can make one." And I have someone in mind. And then he reached out to me, and he was like, "I was like, fuck yeah, I'm 100% on board with this idea." So we booked the first one. Why would you say no? Yeah, we booked the first one, and we had like um, two and a half weeks to. Cool people there. We got like about sixty people there and it was really cool and the yeah. show was amazing. Me and Mike did I think we did a really good job hosting the show. And um, you know, these things are gonna be uh, tentatively speaking, of course, um, a quarterly show. So every three months we'll have one of these at the ten Sick. PM prob. And of course me and Mike Enders, you know, are always keeping tabs on people. Um, you know, I'm not saying don't do it, but like asking isn't gonna be like, Oh, you know what, yeah. Since you asked, yeah, yeah, we have people in mind, yeah. and uh, we we'll promise you we're going to get nothing but, but good comedians uh, every time we do it. And it's a great show, and this time we're doing a little something different. Before the show happens, we'll be uh, premiering a special a little video. It's going to be pretty funny. Cool. <laughs> yeah, so if you want to come out, uh, do it, and then go to the bucket list the next night if you're inspired. Oh, I'm hitting that bucket list, Mike, son. Yep, 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 yep. yep.
0: Actually, now that I look at it, I will not, I will be in ohio that day
1: okay well <laughs> <laughs> then ali makovsky the next uh next day is that gonna
0: be the first one at Tempe improv march 2nd
1: yeah the first uh open mic yeah and then we have craig shoemaker coming back to the Tempe improv i had him on the podcast he was uh, one of the coolest dudes ever there he is there's the man oh, right are they there. gonna
0: be every monday following that or is this like a fancy first
1: i uh i th- don't know if it'll they're be not a, listed on I don't know if it'll yet. be a monthly or if it'll be a weekly. Huh. Uh it looks like it might be monthly. Um
0: Man, what a fucking bummer. I would love to go to that one.
1: Yeah. But it will happen again. I know that for yeah, sure. I'll There's hundred percent plans for it to happen again. So That's the
0: thing about comedy. It's like yeah. it's not going anywhere. <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> like, no. And dude, it's crazy because Arizona Again, dude, I don't fucking know a lot. I'm not a veteran, and I, I, I try to, like, not sound like I know what I'm talking about. I talked about. to Zach
0: about this yesterday. People feel really weird about, like, yeah. acting like they're, like, in a, an official voice on, like, the comedy scene. But
1: I will say this is a fucking But I don't think fact. there's
0: anything wrong with sharing your knowledge or experience at whatever level you're at. Yeah, like,
1: and this is not have nothing to do with even my personal experience, but I will say this one thing for sure is Phoenix is a great place to be doing stand-up right now it is truly like there are five big clubs out here that you can try and get booked on like there's tempe improv cb live stand up live house of comedy there's a, a stir, crazy, stir crazy and then you know I can, i'm not a huge fan of the guy but there's a scottsdale Scott comedy sales. spot you yeah. know the perfect place to do comedy in the whole world is a scottsdale comedy spot ran by some guy who is the most outdated business practices i've ever heard of in my entire life not a fan but he's a dude i honestly man that's the only thing i don't like about that guy is like I mean, it doesn't matter it doesn't fucking matter dude he's great he's a great guy He's fine. So he has never disrespected oh, me to my face. Beers, by the way, and I
0: forgot you said you didn't like beer. I'll have a Corona,
1: man. Okay, let's do it, dude. Because I I'd feel weird if you were just drinking a beer and I wasn't. You know, like uh, you know, Corona is actually somewhat enjoyable. Okay, now I'm gonna.
0: Domino effect.
1: I oh, wait. Actually, what what is this one you're drinking?
0: Sam Adams, Boston Lager.
1: Nope, it's a dark beer. Yeah, I would enjoy that. So I'm, I'm glad. Okay, cheers, dude. Cheers. Thank you for Thank having you for me on the being podcast. Here. Yeah, Whoa. Insane, that was a lot of chivalry going on.
0: Hope it's the first of many. My really goal, I mean, I'm sure with your podcast, too, is, like, I'd really like to build up a solid list of people that will be regular guests. I mean, whether yeah. it's every six months or once a year. Some re- yeah, some return guests. Or, yeah. Just because yeah. it's nice to, I mean, I like discussing everything. Like, I'm new to comedy, been doing it seven, whatever, eight months now. Mm. Um but, like, I've discussed so much stuff on this podcast, like, politics, gun rights, fucking abortion. Right. Like, anything anyone wants to come over here and talk about, yeah. like, I'm down. Yeah. So a lot of these, like, first podcasts, I feel like, are kind of like a like get-to-know-you, like, what's going on in your life Absolutely, type of shit. Absolutely, man. And then it's nice to have people, like, I've had return guests already. It's nice to have them back on for a second or third time yeah. and be like, so what do you think about this going on? Yeah. And it's not always so, like, uh first conversation kind of thing. Yeah,
1: like, yeah you, like, you know what I do with my life, so right. you asking these questions are an easy one, but if you ask me how I feel about gun control, I could go, you have no idea how that's going to go. Right. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I get it, it I, and I enjoy it, man. I, don't, I like these open-formatted podcasts. Yeah. I understand the, um, the lure behind uh, a really nicely segmented podcast. There's a lot of, that's a little more easily consumable. Yeah. There's not so many tangents and so many scattered feelings being thrown out there or whatever, but, yeah. Open format's a way to really get to know someone that you have on as a yes. guest. Like, there's plenty of questions you can ask that aren't off topic. That, however, I answer it, can tell you a lot about who I am. Totally. Right? I love it so much. Uh, but there's some podcasts that are built to, like, not go too deep. And I feel yeah, it. Yeah. I feel it, a lot of
0: podcasts that are just topical and, like, or, you know, we just talk about movies or whatever. And I've thought about making, like, a movie podcast because, you know, that's what I got my degree in and shit.
1: But you got
2: to – But this
0: is what I enjoy.
2: Yeah. yeah and yeah. this
0: is also the type of podcast I listen to. Mm-hmm. So when I was, like, what kind of podcast am I going to make? I'm, like, well, I'm going to make a podcast that I would actually be a fan of. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I
1: don't listen to, like, true crime b- right, podcasts. Right, me neither. Segmented out and stuff. I listen
0: to, like, Joe Rogan. Yeah. Like Burt Kreischer's podcast, and Tom not, Segura. Not like that there's no Mom's House. Yeah.
1: There's plenty of good podcasts that are organized that way, but yeah, exactly. Why would you make a shirt that you wouldn't wear? Right. You know what I mean? It doesn't really make sense to me. Right. I, I guess maybe in it for the wrong reasons. Right. But same um, with
0: my comedy. It's like I write jokes yeah. that if someone said my jokes, I would fucking laugh. Like I would be a fan of theirs. Yeah. I would buy tickets to their show. Well,
1: if you make yourself laugh, then you already proven it to yourself right. that whatever you thought that was like that, and that's that's another thing I've, I think I mentioned too is like, uh, comedy is my favorite thing I've ever experienced so far. And I know I'm still like in like the honeymoon phases of it. And everyone says like oh, it'll go away, but I don't think it will, man. Why the fuck would it go away if if I stop progressing? Then mm-hmm. then yeah, maybe it'll go away. But w- I wouldn't let that just be the case. Yeah, Or do something. I'm not. People, plenty of people are like, oh, you're in the sophomore slump, homie. I'm like, where? Like, why does anyone what think does that that's mean? real? Yeah, yeah. You just expect, okay, first year over, bro, I can take a breath. Like, that's not how it goes if, if you want to get somewhere with something, right? I think
0: it's, you're going to get out of it what you put into it, right? Like, it's like. It
1: took me a long time to really let that settle in and be gotta, true to me.
0: And <laughs> for my, for like, my thing is like, my approach, and I think it's just part of being older. Like, we're the same age. Mm-hmm. Um And I was talking about this to Zach yesterday, and I kind of felt bad because I started going off on, like, a stoned tangent of being like, you know, when you're my age, Zach. And at one point, I was like, I'm so sorry. How old is Zach Allen? He's 23.
1: Damn, young boy. Yeah,
0: I was like, I "I don't mean to talk to you like you'll understand when you're older, but he's like, I understand. Like, as I get older, like, things change. Like, I'm like, yeah, it definitely, when you're 28 and getting close to 30, it's like, I have a vision of what I want for my 30s now. Yeah. And I understand now, and I didn't understand when I was fresh out of college, like, the things I want are l- long-term goals. Yes. I want to sell screenplays. Yes. I want to do comedy. I want my podcast to be successful. But all of those are five to ten years down the road. That,
1: and that's scary to be like, in the middle of it. I
0: could sell a screenplay that I've written when I was 25 yeah. when I'm 38. Yeah. And I accepted that recently. Yeah, it is. But when I was twenty five, I was like, I need to sell these now. Why <laughs> the fuck can't I get attention? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, Well, like listening to podcasts and listening to people, like Seth Rogan wrote Super Bad when he was like twenty. Really? Yeah, and they didn't make it until he was like thirty. Whoa, you dude. know? And it's like <laughs> but that's why he wrote it with guys like mclovin in the script because that was actually his friend yeah yeah, yeah. you know and
1: that's the easiest place to write from even with comedy for me personally like i don't write jokes that i'm trying to be witty right. I'm like, like oh i think this would be funny Whatever I say that makes me laugh in real life or a thought that I have that's funny, I'll just write that down. Me and, too. And that's kind of ruined some things for me a little bit because I feel like I really can't fully, fully enjoy like a moment anymore if something's really funny. And I am the spearhead of that laughter. Yeah. Like If I say something that makes everyone laugh, Yeah. I can't even fully enjoy the moment of laughter. I have to remember it and write it down right yeah. then and there. And so – i have honestly noticed that and felt that and it kind of sucks a little bit dude and i here's the thing i was like well why don't you just you know take some time and just let something pass fuck no yeah one of these moments could be the joke that gets circulated somewhere yeah that makes me noticed on whatever right you have to fucking write everything down yeah dude. if your wife says something funny or fiance says something funny you a fucking comedian, dude. Happens, Write that shit down. It happens
0: all the time. That's what I'm
1: saying. It's we a ha- we yeah. have
0: the funniest conversations, yeah. and I'm like, this is such a great bit.
1: I, dude, it kind of fucks not everything, but it kind of fucks up a little bit of your ability to like really enjoy that for what it is um and i'm oh, okay with it sure. though. i'm okay with that for the sake of but i've always had a really goals.
0: hard time being serious mm-hmm. in a lot of situations okay like i'm always you're always on like humor has <laughs> always been my yeah like go-to for awkwardness or uncomfortability or even serious conversations Stop,
1: stop 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 just for the sake of you being just a better person in life <laughs> uncomfortability is not a word And I know you've probably been saying it forever, and I. This is how I had to learn. Someone had to stop me. Fuck you, dude. No, no, no. I just want you to know. Oh, I'm gonna Google it. Oh, come on. Please don't do this to yourself. Can you just trust me, man? Level of discomfort, or it's not a thing, man. I wish. I wish you'd listen to me. (laughs) So. And you gotta if you're gonna if you're gonna pull something you gotta pull it up, young we- Marion websters and it's not even top three, boy. <laughs> I know exactly. Everyone knows exactly what you mean. You uh, know? But you you have uh, a degree. You are making good money. I just don't want you to say this in a meeting. You know what I mean? And people go like, "Oh God, dear God."
0: I mean, <laughs> it looks like it's a word.
1: We're, you're on Word
0: Central. I don't know, dude. I just clicked the link, brah. Mer- Look at Reddit. It's on Urban, Urban dictionary. dictionary. Word or not. That's so funny. You know, okay, in my
1: defense, it might not be a word, but dude,
0: this is the type of word that our generation is yes, adding to the dictionary of course. every day.
1: And it's totally okay, man. There's not- Again, it doesn't make you a bad person or an idiot at all. You're smarter than most people I've ever met in my life. You have your shit together. <laughs> Look, I'm not going to share your fucking business. This might be
0: one of the funniest <laughs> things that's ever happened on this podcast. Yeah, man. I mean, you know. I minored in English. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I swore, hey, dude, listen, I would have been saying the same thing if someone didn't do exactly dude, what Dude, I, I don't did.
0: even remember what I said now, other than the word uncomfortability.
1: Me too. It, it derailed me it derailed me so hard i was like god i have to stop it real quick oh my god level of discomfort or um oh my god extremely my uncomfortable or there's a lots of ways to say it without saying it but um yeah do just a unbelievable hey, i got you bro uncomfortable <laughs> it sounds like it exists for dude, sure what was i saying yeah. i don't know man i'm so sorry <sighs> i'm so
0: sorry man <sighs> Hold on, let's just um let's I was like on like a like a epiphany
1: moment, I feel like. We were talking about oh, writing stuff down. Writing stuff down always writing stuff down. Your wife you and your wife have really, really funny conversations. Yep, I remember that. And something about a uh, level of uncomfortability. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> were you saying that you and your wife don't have like you have such a, a high level of comfort that you guys mm-hmm. can just say whatever you want to I don't each think other? That
0: was it, no. Well, I wish we could play it
1: back. I know, man. But it's uh, so funny. Well, shit. I'm sorry, man. I'm really sorry. I'm gonna dude. listen
0: to this later and like message you and be like, you son of a bitch.
1: <laughs> I mean, we could take a quick break, dude.
0: Mm. Oh, we always could.
1: I mean, we could take a quick break, and, but we don't have to. I'm just saying we can figure it out and come back and be topical. But it's all good. You know, we could also just let it sail, bro. It's all good. It it'll come back if it's meant to be, you know? Oh man.
0: That's so funny. I don't remember at all what we were talking about.
1: Yeah. I'm so sorry that my inability to not say something, man. I uh again my own again.
0: level I was like my own level of uncomfortability.
1: Yeah. And, and I couldn't stress this enough, man. It sounds like it's it belongs. And uh, I would have still been saying it to this
2: day.
0: Alright, now I gotta look up the dumbass words we added to the dictionary last year.
1: Is that a thing? They have like a list of Wait, hold on. Words are being added still? Every year, dude. What are you fucking talking about? Yeah, bro. Stan. Stan
0: got added. God, I hate that word so much, dude. What? I hate it so much. This have you is, ever heard people new me. say that, Stan?
1: This is very new to me. I have no idea what the fuck this is. Stan? Oh, uh,
0: I'm big into words for sure. Okay. Like, I have an app on my phone. Just, like, not,
1: just not ones that have been added to the dictionary yet? Where
0: I get a word of the day? Yeah, I guess so, man. <laughs> Fuck you. What the fuck? Um, where can I find this? There you go. Like by months. That's a Merriam-Webster
1: link, though. Go down?
0: Yeah, this yeah? was, yeah. But it was like by the month. More than 530 new words from Deep State to Dad Joke were added in September 2019.
1: Wow. That is bullshit. Yeah, every
0: month they're adding crazy stuff. Look, Free Solo, Escape Room, Red Flag Law, burg. Wait, 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 wait! Autogenic training. But dude, free solo non-binary, was not a definition. Non-binary was free solo added. was a movie, right? Yeah, but apparently, but it's a term. Free solo is a term for climbing by yourself. Now and it's officially in the dictionary. Dude, fuck this shit. Dude, fuck that, man. This is part of my life.
1: <laughs> fuck that. You're telling me? You're telling me for real? For real, dude. Five hundred and thirty words were added in September. Yeah. Uh, fuck this shit. I'm not ever, 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 ever fucking with this. Uncomfortability is probably a word. Fuck me, dude. Merriam-Webster, this the is bullshit, Deep State,
0: man. an alleged secret government network operating extra legally.
1: Okay, fine. That makes a little bit of sense.
0: Red flag law, a law no. allowing courts to prevent people who show signs of being a danger to themselves or others from having access to firearms. Okay,
1: so that's just a, a definition of the what it is, so that makes sense, too.
0: It, red flag law was a term that was coined in twenty fifteen. Yeah, and added to the dictionary in twenty nineteen. Jesus, Vacay is, was added to the dictionary as a shortening of vacation. I sesh so. is officially a word for that's sh- tight session.
1: That's tight. I back that one for sure. <laughs> but dude, vacay. inspo
0: inspo is officially oh a short version my of inspiring. God, dude, this is what our generation is doing to society, bro. D- but this is do you know d- that writing <sighs> lol. Is officially a word now?
1: That's bullshit, dude. Yeah, I had a levels. conversation
0: with my dad about this because he's a school teacher, so is Sam. And I was like, so if a student wrote a paper and oh used some of these, God. if you use WTF, LOL, technically a teacher shouldn't correct that because it, those are both words in the dictionary. You now. could
1: literally write, me and my friend had a sick sesh on vacay lol and it'd be that is gra- a proper, grammat- a proper sentence. sentence dude this is fucked this is honestly so bad i didn't know this was going on yeah in one month this is a public service va- look, look, announcement. vacay that's urban dictionary right there yeah you get, you get upset too huh bud vacay that's bullshit bro sesh kind of bullshit too but i love it i say it all the time i'm just happy that it's <laughs> you know vacay wow
0: man yeah wow. dude yeah Yeah, these are just categorized. Yeah, wow. Like let's look in. We we learn something new every day, man. April twenty
1: nineteen. Oh, I. Oh, April twenty
0: nineteen. They added snowflake to the dictionary. Now used to mean both someone regarded or treated as unique or special, and someone who is overly sensitive.
1: So what they're telling me now in twenty twenty or twenty nineteen in this case, if something is just said enough. They now, the it's a di- that's, that's the most irresponsible thing that we've ever been doing. Mm-hmm. I don't know how long this has been happening for, but this is bullshit.
0: It's because all the dictionary is is really a collection of words with their definitions, right? So it's like if a word's used enough, they build the definition and then they make it official. Because merriam Webster just tracks the definition. So is
1: fucked and... Heart, like, okay, so it, like getting like not fucked, not getting fucked, but fucked. Is that the act of being penetrated? Because fucked, fucked
0: is usually vulgar to deal with unfairly or
2: harshly. No.
1: So then, no. So then, why is vacay in the dictionary? Wait, what do you mean though? Because, like, uh, f- saying oh, I got fucked last night, like, that's a like you got fucked, like yeah, sexually to penetrated. In is. Oh, okay. okay okay okay. oh i was
0: i was going with the other term you meant literally fucked yeah that's
1: for sure okay all right cool then as long as that lines up then this is still absurd but okay that's both definitions okay
0: all right fair man so i'm sure if we look up snowflake the top one is you know condensation and water but um
1: i bet you it's not
0: no no it for sure is the first one a flake or crystal (laughs) snow and then down here, informal, someone regarded as unique or special.
1: So what is it? In, okay, informal or means what? Insensitive.
0: Then? Just the informal use so of the word. So now
1: they're using... That's a, a When has that been a category the dictionary, though? Is that new, too?
0: Yeah, it's got to be. Informal The informal. So that
1: means it's not a fucking thing, then,
0: right? I mean, this is Mirianwebster.com. I mean, I'm, it's a thing. This
1: is so confusing to me. Uh. The informal use of the word... Yeah. Does informal not also is synonymous with improper? Uh,
0: yeah, I guess so. Yeah, you want to look it up. So if those it's those an those improper
1: sh- use, then it's not even a. Fi- <laughs> so it shouldn't be in the dictionary. Then it should be an urban dictionary.
0: Isn't that interesting?
1: Yeah, man, this is bullshit.
0: But it's not like it calls this the formal. It just says this is it, used. It's used informally or usually
1: disparagingly. Disparaging. Oh, the use is okay. The, yeah. So it's not the. Whatever, man. So, what does a fucking physical copy of the goddamn dictionary look like now? It's got to be ridiculous. You can't buy one, I bet. There's no way, dude. If they're adding 500 words a month...
0: You got to be able to buy one.
1: See if you can buy a physical copy on Amazon. Yeah, why not? How many? I'm just curious. How many pages has this gotten to? I want the 2020 edition, dude. <sighs>
0: mm-hmm. Is that... A new edition came out in twenty sixteen. Oh, 2019. They right? couldn't
1: even release it in hardback. I bet. <laughs> paper bag, paper. Bag, I wonder. Paper do, bag. Does this give you the like the details of how many like, fucking pages, the size pages? of
0: font and shit. You know. Yeah. Right. More than seventy five thousand definitions, including updates to reflect current usage. That thing's probably
1: so fucking big, dude. And it's just one book. Yeah, it's all the not definitions right. in the
0: world. It's not right. The book weighs one pound four ounces. It's seven hundred and twenty pages.
2: Oh no, that's man. not as
0: many as I thought. But me I mean, that print's got to be pretty fucking small.
1: <sighs> this is just stressing me out now. I know, dude. We need to get off the topic of words, See, please. But uh, one of my biggest okay. things. All right,
0: <laughs> but back to words. One of my biggest, my favorite things with writing is wordplay. Okay. So, like, when I write a joke, or like specifically more in like a punchline yeah like what other word can i say that's better lol yeah <laughs> right
1: and you can still be proper
0: but like you know <laughs> what i mean like yeah, yeah instead yeah, yeah. of saying like i don't have a good example off the top of my head um shit like when i say my girlfriend makes tortillas from scratch mm-hmm. like cooks instead of makes you know shit like that right concocks instead of saying from scratch you know, just different like words that you can add in yeah, there, funnier from nothing. words. Yeah, or you know, yeah,
1: okay, I see what you mean. Yeah, trying to see what y- the proper you really tinker with your shit. Yeah, yeah, I, I respect
0: like, it. Um, taking a couple words out to shorten it to get to the punchline faster. Yeah,
1: that's what I've been trying to get better at is yeah. cutting what cutting the fat per se is what the is what the terminology feels. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's uh, and I I'm at a not a disposition. It's just I I'm doing myself at a disservice. I wish I could just write better right. um i have to wait for something to come to me to be funny to even write a bullet point down on it and then i won't take the time to try and write what i think is funny about the subject i'll just go to open mics and start talking about it until it's funny or until it's just can't be funny and i just I mean, i'm not wasting time but i'm using a lot of time um trying to make a joke better not writing it you know, and I'd have a really hard time sitting down and be like, how do I make this funny? I can't do it, dude. It's really hard for me. Interesting. Um, I For the first like seven, eight months of comedy, I didn't write a single joke down. Shut up. Nothing. I just wrote bullet points. That's wild. Man. And I just eventually I did those jokes and those topics so much that first eight months that by the time it was ready, it was a seven minute set. It was locked in. I could, I had it memorized. I didn't have to have a notebook and stuff, whatever. Um, but yeah, that's what you're saying. You're doing. You're making sure. You're taking this time to make sure you get your seven minutes down, fucking packed, dude. Right. And so by then this time you know what your seven minutes sounds like. Right. And um, you know that's what I did. And I just picked a good chunk of it that I wanted to make funny that I believed in, and I just hammered it out until um I proved to myself that it was good. And I was like, cool. Well, now I have to completely start over. That's interesting. And, yeah.
0: Yeah, I love knowing what different people's like methods are or styles. Me too. I, I love like, it. Cuz the way I write jokes is I just have a notebook that I've written everything in so far. Mm-hmm. And uh I write a topic at the top of the page, okay, and then just write as much stuff off the top of my head about it. I want to do that. Whether it's jokes or just
1: information that you that know or you think, yeah, you, can it be improper, like wrong things too? Yeah, like okay.
0: racist stuff, like just <laughs> whatever it is. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean that's a that's a pretty big jump. <laughs> I'm just saying, like whatever. <laughs> yeah, you know, fucking child murder, whatever, dude. Yeah, whatever, <laughs> killing babies. It's fine. Um, it's fine. But no, like, I'll just write abortion at the top of the page.
2: <laughs>
1: abortion underneath but it, like, LOL.
0: <laughs> but, like, my favorite thing is news events or current events. Like, so, coronavirus. Right. I just wrote two pages of stuff about coronavirus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And facts about it that I read, how many people have died, like, where it is, like, who it's affecting. Like, that? you know, it's mostly 65 and older people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. stuff like that and information. And then, like, I start forming jokes okay. while I'm writing. yeah man and well, then, what
1: a good subject too right I've and then, only then i kind of work yeah.
0: out some stuff and then i just added that in like you know i started my set at bridget's with mm-hmm. just two minutes of current event stuff yeah like i was like what a crazy couple weeks you had right right all right, right and like that's like my favorite thing is trying to find the funny shit that everyone is kind of thinking about currently okay you so know what yeah, i mean yeah, yeah
1: yeah yeah i feel it i i um I'm not very good at, I'm not that not that I am bad at it, but I'm not I haven't I haven't done that. I just I'm only pulling from experience so far. I'm not good enough at writing, dude. Like so you've been writing forever. I'm not good enough at writing yet, I don't think, to go on stage and be like, Oh, coronavirus. Huh? I've written one coronavirus joke since it came out. Yeah. That's it. And it takes fifteen sec ten seconds to tell it. I'm yeah. like oh, okay, well that's all I have. So uh, moving on, like I don't even tell it because it's like it leads into nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I I do I have watched a couple of YouTube videos of like writing exercises. Even if I'm not good at it, I need to start doing them just to get my brain spinning about things. Yeah. because um, you know, I'm I, you know, I'm not like bragging. Everyone's got a unique brain, but like I I enjoy my brain. You know what I mean? Like, I really like how weird it gets sometimes. Yeah. Um, I I really en- uh, enjoy the weird and kind of fucked up experiences I've had in life. And like how I've been able to like transcend it into it kind of being funny that it happened, yeah. uh, even though it's kind of fucked up or bad sometimes, you know, like there's some jokes that I won't tell when my parents are there. You know what I mean? Right. Straight up. Like I was like, "No, no, no."
0: I told my mom she couldn't come see me do stand up. Yeah.
1: No, d- dude, you got to let her sometime, man. She will
0: sometime. Yeah. But like when I when I'm just trying to do open mics, yeah. like she wants to come see me at a book spot. Oh. Cool. Yeah, not an but, open But like mic, when for I God was just sense. doing open mics and stuff, okay. I was like, "Mom, you're not allowed to come to an open she mic." She would have been like, proud
1: at Bridget's, bro. Yeah, thank you. Facts. <laughs> um, I remember the first time my mom came and saw me, um do comedy uh it was at a uh, comedy contest at the comedy spot they used to have um and my first time my mom was ever seeing me do it and i won that night and i was like oh cool dude like i, I felt i was That's just so fucking cool i was man. like my mom comes out for the first time and i do well and like yield a good result and i'm like you know she's like she laughed at the stuff and i talk about some kind of graphic stuff not graphic anything shock value, but, you know, sexual innuendos or For whatever sure. you want to call sometimes. And, uh, you know, she enjoys it. And then, like, my dad came out with my mom the next time. I did a New Faces show. I did really well with the New Faces show. And so it was really cool to have them see that I'm doing something. I'm trying. And, like, look, it's it's yielding positive results so far. Yeah. You know, like, because they were kind of – they still are like, all right, you know, I we know that, you know, you're progressing, but, you know, you're 28. Right, And then it's like, I have to keep reminding myself, like, I don't want to <coughs> live the the uh, typical life. Like, I, I, um, I really don't. Nothing against anyone who's doing their thing and happy. But I don't want to own a home. And I don't want to have a wife and kids. I don't want any of it. I just want to do comedy in every sense of the imagination. And if that means, like, right now, living at my parents' house, which it does mean... Then I'm just gonna do that, right? Because what? Who the fuck am I to think that I'm better than living with my parents? You know what I mean? Like right. I'm trying to pursue something. If I had, you know, a forty-hour-a-week job, it'd be really hard to put as much time as I'm currently doing it. And now I know the time I need to put into it yields some positive results. So I can't stop now. Right. And so there yeah. will be a time where i'll either over be overcome by guilt from leeching or there'll be a time where i'm not progressing and yeah. that's when it'll determine whether i have earned me staying at their house essentially rent free you know what i mean mm-hmm. but it's what i want to do dude I, I i i'll make enough money eventually to be on my own and like do the same exact things i'm doing right now but it's not now yeah and it takes a lot of like a self-reflection to make sure i'm not telling myself that i'm a failure or i'm not doing things right just because i don't want what's typical right you know what i mean and it's a constant battle with myself like you know i Uh, am doing what i want but never have to apologize for what you want out of life dude and it's uh it's hard to learn it when you like i was okay so my dad was a fireman his whole life right yeah my whole life um uh, and Growing up, like, I had no aspirations to do anything else in life other than to be a firefighter. Like, I had no plan. No other plan at all. Period. Right? And so... I graduate high school, take 6 months off, and I go to community college. I get my fire science 101 class out of the way. I oh, do wow. my like my EMT certification. I do that. Um, I was in like a semi successful band and like they were going to go on tour. Dude, and uh, you
0: look like a guy in a band. What do you play? Uh, I played bass. Okay.
1: Yeah, I'm not dude. talented, so I had to play bass, yeah. Um and they, they eventually kicked me out because I couldn't go. I couldn't go on the tour they're going to go on because I had my finals for the EMT class. I was like, "Dude, fuck music." I'm trying to be a firefighter. Like okay. that was my life, dude. Right, and so I get my EMT certification, all that good stuff, and uh, I, I get hired on the ambulance um, department when I was 20. And they shouldn't have hired me because you need to be 21 to drive the ambulance. You can't drive until you're 21. But okay. but um, she hired me, and so I had to like do this thing called general transport for the first six months until I turned 21. Yeah. Um, which is essentially just picking up stable patients taking them to another hospital or another facility a specialized facility or something taking the people to their fucking appointments like a fucking taxi service essentially yeah but a lot of that was going to mental facilities the inpatient facilities. they said their stomach's hurting so bad blah, blah, blah. they're like all right we'll fucking send them to the hospital then and we have to go pick them up yeah strap them down to the gurney like these are fucking crazy people do
2: like yeah. crazy
1: crazy people so i did that and then I got into the 911 system, and I started doing what I would have kind of been doing as a career now. Okay. So the way that it works in, in Arizona is if you're working on a ambulance uh, and you're working on a fire department, they go on the same calls every single time 911 gets called. It's not the ambulance going to the medical calls, the firemen only going to the fires and car crashes and stuff. We go together, like, and that's just how it always is, right? Uh-huh. And I worked in that... <sighs> That environment for like a year and a half and i realized in that year and a half i was like fuck this shit dude. Yeah. Like, fuck being a fireman dude are you kidding me i was like this is what i'd have to be doing for 20 years when i get hired
0: more like 40 fucking years. dude i'm
1: like fuck that man and i was just i had a pan- i panicked because my ho- plans my entire life planning for this future yeah. And I had a pretty good shoe in like yeah. if I really really pushed for it in the fire department cuz of my dad and I was like no way man like the, the that ambulance job made me hate people on a level that I never wanted to experience dude. Yeah. Yeah, it really did. Uh, I helped a lot of people, it was cool and stuff, it was crazy, a lot of good stories yada yada, but I had to restart from sh- nothing at 23 which is still really young right and so then i got a job at state farm doing like fucking uh insurance
0: 23 doesn't feel like it's young at the time no it doesn't but now that i'm 28 i'm like yeah I'm still yeah, super young fucking f- i'm still super young right still like five plus years ago i think about it all the time I'm yeah like, i'm still in my 20s we've got like, plenty
1: of time man you know what i mean and so i worked at state farm for a good uh two years and and I got like, uh, by the way, from 16 to 23, I was straight edge, like legitimate, like I've got tattoos and stuff. Like I, th- I was in it to win it for that life sex, type sex, shit. Son. Yeah, my my fucking Instagram handle you was. I used
0: to listen to like a Day to Remember and stuff. Yeah,
1: but like I was like for real straight edge though. I would listen to like you know Minor Threat, all the old school shit that okay. really paved the way for straight edge. I love the Day to Remember. That's why. I oh, Yeah, to, it up. I like a Day to Remember um, up until for those who have heart, and after that, I was not a fan. Homesick wasn't a fan, and oh. everything past them eat a dick honestly a straight fucking straight edge guy dude i'm seriously sick xxx for life no no no. i'm here's i just had this conversation last night and i'll get back to it real quick but i had this conversation last night i'm so fucking sick of bands starting and them being a breath of fresh air to music and then them evolving their sound mm-hmm. start another fucking band bro if you're gonna change the goddamn sound fallout boy Take this to your grave, dude. My favorite album, front to back, ever. From under the cork tree, half and half for me. After that, I don't even want to listen to them ever again. Right? The used, self-titled, *In Love and Death*, uh. almost perfect albums, and then they released that third one that got weird. I'm like, this is this is where it starts, dude. It happens so often. Oh, and it I happens. Fucking hate. It
0: Happens to basically every band. Silverstein
1: I like. is probably the only band ever that has released. Music that has stayed pretty close to their original sound, but still too much. I'm not gonna go to them and see them anymore. Like yeah. I, it's just I get really irritated when um like a data remember's a perfect this example. This is a dude. millennial meltdown today, baby. It's a perfect look <laughs> okay, listen, man. Just fucking no, I don't know, dude. I'm not a fucking. I don't have a band, so I don't know. What I'm no, talking. I know
0: exactly what you mean. Right, hundred percent. Was... I know exactly what you mean. I, I mean, like... look at like Linkin Park's first two albums. Good fucking god, and what a then perfect look at line. their last album they made. I mean, what a transition.
1: Oh, Chester died.
0: Well, no, now he's dead. Yeah. That, that is no, that, sad. that was pretty sad. Well, because dude, dude the Hybrid
1: list. Theory. Dude, when I, cl- when I think about Hybrid Theory, one look summer m- comes into mind that I mean, plays over in my but head. It's it been, amazing.
0: It's bands forever. I mean, yeah. look at Metallica. They made their first two albums, and they had this huge generation of thrash metal, yeah. and then they le- the re- released a black album, and then women started buying it, and teenagers, yes. and their fan base died. It evolved overnight, but it really did die, and then a new generation kind of picked it up.
1: So managers ruin everything, dude. I mean, record labels, it's just...
0: It, it happens to almost everybody. They have, have to everybody. pump out shit and mainstream now. Yeah, I'm with you. I agree very much so. But I do love a day to remember.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I get it, dude. And I've had favorite bands. And that, it, To highlight remember. your
0: point, they just made a song with Marshmallow, the DJ. So,
1: Well, you know, I don't have to say anything now. My point has been, re- thank you for proving it <laughs> by, for me. Um Okay. <laughs> Yeah, okay. So I was working on the ambulance, work, started working at State Farm. I was straight <laughs> edge of the time, right? Yeah. And this is the first time I ever experienced real depression. Not like I'm sad today, but depression. I didn't know where it was coming from. I didn't know what was happening. It was like completely uncontrolled, like suicidal depression. Pretty fucking bad. And I just didn't know what was happening, bro. So it's it got to a point where I needed to really, really, really actually do something that day. You know, so like I took a pretty like extreme leap for me, at least at the time being straight edge. I text my sister and I was like, I need to come smoke a blunt right now or it's done. And I explained everything to her. You know, don't need to go into detail. But I was like, if, you know, if I don't come over tonight, it's over. You know what I mean? She's like, God damn, are you sure? And I was like, yeah. So I go over there. I smoke a blunt long story short changed my fucking life dude it lifted the weight off of me that was you know fucking making me want to die whatever there were that was coming from it really helped yada yada and so i realized i'm not i'm not happy with where my life is and i want to go work somewhere where i feel deserved da, da, da. i wasn't like tired of the office life yet i was just tired of the way that i was being treated where i was because weed and a little bit of psychedelics are really make you acknowledge your self-worth dude you know what i mean it's uh it's pretty cool what it what it can do with what I it can do disagree with that and so I uh, went and worked at another place. Was that
0: the first time you had ever smoked weed or no?
1: No, I smoked and drank um, quite a bit from like 12 to like 16. Yeah. Um, I, was a, I was a little fucker. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you no, I started smoking
0: yeah. weed when I was 13. So yeah, I was a little fucker,
1: dude. First um, time I
0: threw a house party and got drunk, I was 13. Yeah.
1: I, yeah, I love getting faded when I was young because getting drunk when you have no problems feels fun. Yeah. But getting drunk when you have responsibilities... It's too heavy. I don't like the feeling. That's know? fair. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's very valid.
1: <laughs> and so I went to work Universal at this other place, and I'm not gonna tell. I'm not gonna say the name of the wow. last company wow. I worked for, because just whatever, dude. It doesn't matter. I went and worked at this other company that started off really well, dude. It was like a great band, a great new band, pretty much. I was like, wow, this this is ain't, this is how I want to exist in the world if i'm going to be like a a a drone essentially or whatever if if i'm going to be like an office guy i want to be at least in an environment like this it was very new it was very like um startup it was a startup um culture type shit and i was there for three years and when and the last six or the last like three or four months of those three years started doing stand-up because like i had another like pretty crazy wave of depression but that was a little more provoked than the other one, and so yeah I started doing stand up. I started doing stand up, and like it just feels so good, you know, to like your thoughts, your dumbass thoughts, your stupid mind that you know you have gotten in trouble for at work all the time. That you like, hey, don't, don't don't say that kind of shit here. I- I'm telling you, dude. I had a whole life full of in school or at the dinner table, every fucking chunk of my life you can go back to, and people are saying, hey, man, no, 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 don't you know? And I found a place where I could say almost anything I fuck I want. Not only can I do that, I've learned to make the other people laugh at what I'm saying. Yeah. Dude, it was over for me. I was like, I have to fucking get the fuck out of this environment, right? I fell yeah. so in love with it. And this is, you know, not even that long ago. And um, so now at 28, again, I'm starting from scratch. Like, And it feels a little more panic stricken this time because yeah. I'm 28, right? But this is not like a, well, I don't know what to do now, so I guess I'll just have to wade. I found out what I'd like to put my focus in, you know, and I right. w- won't fail if I keep putting effort in. Like, I won't. And I don't think most people will if they keep putting the work in. Yeah. And so now it's just, I work for the Southwest Mushrooms. Shout out Southwest Mushrooms. Um, that company is doing extremely well. Um, I've had to explain to the owner, a great friend of mine, he's been on my podcast, I had to explain to him what his financial future looks like with the amount of mushrooms he's been selling lately. And, uh, it it, it, hit, it, it, like hit him. Finally. He's like, nah, I'm like, yeah, Mike, if you sell minimum of 500 pounds a week, which we do easily, uh, at this cost, at the lowest cost, this is what you get in a year. And he's like, Oh shit. He's like, he's just such a nice guy. He's like kind of naive, you know, yeah. he doesn't he doesn't care about that kind of shit. And so, you know, me being a, a part of a, the ground floor in that company for the last, you know, better part of eight months, it's an exciting feeling. So there's only excitement going on in my life. But like you're saying, the things you're truly it's interested in, long term yields, boy, the short term yields don't do it. You know what I mean? Like I technically should be having a forty-hour a week job and living on my own, but that's because of my insecurity, of the like outlook of other people. Like seeing me living with my mom at twenty-eight, that used to bother. That that thought used to bother me. Like, oh, dude, I don't want to sound like a fucking loser, man. But like, I'm doing. Pursuing a legitimate dream. You would be,
0: you know what I mean. It would be different if you weren't doing all the things you were doing. I 100% if you agree. Were living with your mom, smoking weed all the time, and you didn't have a job, you didn't have
1: something you were right. working for, you didn't have right. goals. Exactly, it'd be a lot different. And I had to really work to acknowledge that, you know. Right. And even my parent, my mom, bro. Like I'm a pretty emotional dude. I'm in touch with my emotions. I'll cry when I feel like it, they kind of deal.
0: Very self-aware. Yeah. Yeah. And
1: like well, I was just talking to her, and like yeah, I get so I got so. Fucked fucking cough in my head when i w- had wanted to come back for a little while that i was just fuck a mess my mom was like dude it's all right man like yeah chill the fuck out like we've got a four bedroom house you know like chill out dude you don't got a kid you know i'm like okay
0: it could and, be a lot worse man
1: you know and having a kid especially
0: by the time you're 28 right it, you could dude, have three kids if i'm gonna three re- different people
1: if i'm gonna restart or i mean if i'm gonna start from scratch in somewhere in life I truly am in the best position as far as what my life involves right now. Oh yeah. I'm I'm not falling in love with something with a family. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? And that yeah. would be a lot harder to pursue. And there'd probably be a lot more turmoil with that situation, but right. um, I'm good, man. I'm just doing what I really love doing. And eventually I'll, I will feel, and that's a good thing too. Like my mom and my dad said, before I came back, they're like, you gotta be fucking doing shit. I'm like, the fact that i would be here that i'm gonna be here if i'm not doing anything here yeah the guilt would kill me right you guys are providing me a place to live for right. nothing and like you know what i mean and uh i was like if i were to sit and not do something for a day two days in a row i would feel like a piece of shit you know right. and i'd be wasting your guys's essential investment in me by letting me live there right you know it's their it's their you know form of investing with me and i don't ask my mom for money i don't ask my dad for money i get my money dude and um it's it's all it's okay i've had to really just feel like all right man it's fine
2: it is fine yeah and you and I, I, and i
1: and i have like i see this and like a part of me is like that'd be really nice to have Like you've got a a wonderful fiance, a nice house, a nice dog. I've got a nice dog too. We have good pupos, you know? Yeah. And it's like, I don't necessarily feel like anyone's ahead of me. Because yeah. of their actual situation, it's oh, just like you should
0: like, never feel. You should never compare yourself.
1: I was in though. That sense. It's natural to do that. Oh, it's very natural. And so I come in here and I'm truly, dude, from the bottom of my heart, I happy for you. So bad, ha- ha- I gotta pee. run a and I'm gonna tell everybody about the shows coming up, dude. Do it. okay. Uh, Jeremy Cox is such a wonderful person. I'm so sorry for uh, tan- uh, getting on this oh, tangent. The, yeah, uh, the, uh, <laughs> the blunt is wearing off. So now I'm getting really hyper, uh, and this is how I am completely sober uh I, I have pretty bad adhd um i don't take anything for it other than that sweet indica but uh yeah sorry guys if i'm talking a little fast or a little too much for you but um guys one more reminder if you're enjoying the podcast if you're enjoying the banter um the show march 1st will be even better it's at the Tempe improv march 1st it's going to be ten dollars at the door we got a two drink minimum however if you want to get your tickets online uh, just to make sure you get a spot you can get them at the 10 improv.com with the promo code tight for five dollars off and that makes your tickets online even with a service fee ten dollars and one cent ten dollars and ten cents i believe So it's a bargain man we got uh, a, a very very good lineup i'm gonna pull up the the um flyer for it right now lineup includes me and mike enders of course we host the show um that's our show that we, pr- we uh, produce and host um it's really good time doing with him he's uh, ultra talented and if you're not familiar with mike enders make sure um you go to mike enders follow him on instagram um everything like that so this month we got our uh, march 1st the month of march 1st we have me, Mike Enders, Dustin Cade, uh, he is the winner of the Burn at Last Burnout, Alice Valpy's Burnout. Jackie Tinsley, who is an up-and-coming comedian, she's a hilariously funny, and I feel like she doesn't get out there quite enough. Um, you guys are going to have a real treat seeing her. Peter Jordan, my partner in crime, my, my comedic amigo, I fucking love that guy. Come see him do a brand new 10 Minutes, he was on the last one. Chris Zucker. I fucking love the Zooks, dude. Uh, I did my first stand-up set ever in life at uh, Comedy Off Main Street, um, RIP comms. Uh, thank you to Chris Zucker for being on the show. We got Cam Sneed, who just headlined his first show at uh, Charlie Trumbulls in uh, in Tempe. Did a great job. Love that young man. He's very funny. He's also a part of a uh, improv group called uh, Wow He Said That, and uh, it's uh, fucking tight, dude. Fucking tight. And then the last two, of course, we have Hannah Teague, who was absolutely hilarious. Um, I've only seen her perform once, and I can vouch for her just from that one time. It's going to be a damn good, damn good set for Miss Hannah. And then Matt Micheletti closing things out, the fucking veteran comedian, a two time yearly Kearly award winning comedian for Best Open Mic and the, and the uh, Drama Llama Award for Best Shit Talker. Um, so it's going to be a great show, lots of fun. $10. Bring your friends, bring your family. Um, don't bring your family. Well, yeah, bring your family. Just, just make sure they're 21. And uh, thank you so much, Jeremy, for letting me plug that while you in a piss hey yeah no problem i filled all that air dude no dead air
0: i appreciated it you've been through you've been through the game
1: before with the podcast so your experience yeah, yeah if you yeah, uh you you panic though you you were holding that piss in for a minute i had to pee so bad you know how i knew that you had to piss even before you told me it's because i could tell you couldn't concentrate on what i, I could was not
0: <laughs> i was like i have to pee so fucking bad i was just waiting for a nice pause in the story to interrupt you i have the smallest bladder in the entire world
1: calm down dude um no sir like sir no for real (laughs) no i have to pee a lot dude i have to eat another one of these man dude eat them i keep looking at them and they my mouth keeps watering and i keep denying myself them i'm like who who am i to deny myself these cookies they're so good shout out and then your uh sam is your wife's name correct or fiance Fiance. so sorry
0: yep hey Candied Sam's Bakery, hey, followed I, on Instagram. I'm
1: putting this out there right now. I'm not trying to get you to commit to anything, but I am ordained. No way. Uh-huh. Shut up. Mm-hmm. I have a couple of rules, though, that if, as long as you guys agree to, then I will absolutely do it. But the rules aren't very uh, you gotta strenuous. Come, you got
0: to come hang out and, like, have dinner with us, then, cause, <laughs> Um, we do want... Uh, that's funny, because we're <laughs> supposed to get married on December, December 10th. Okay. And we do need an officiant and uh we discussed asking like one of our friends to get ordained but like we were like who should it be and we were like it should be someone we both know and like you know um but yeah i mean that sounds that would be dope
1: one question (laughs) is either side of the family extremely religious or either of you no mm mm. Then that is. Uh, I'm an
0: atheist or uh, agnostic, dude.
1: That is uh, that that really really clears up any concern I usually have. Oh, well, that's
0: why we would just get like a friend too. Yeah, because I'm want, not into like, reading scriptures and shit. You don't want to minister. Or, like I would you know. just like some nice shit, you know, yeah. like uh, formal. Yes, maybe a couple jokes thrown in there. And
1: this is the only other stipulation, and this is this is v- vain, but it is what it is, man. I promise, I'd give a great, a damn good. A ceremony i have to wear i'll i ri- wear a suit of course proper but i have a hat it's a flat brim hat and i look fly as fuck with it on dude like a top hat kind of but it's a low you know like it's like it's like almost like a rounded it's like a rounded top okay and then it comes down and it stops and it All just right, like i'd like to see it bam it's fresh as fuck boy. you might have to put
0: your hair up or something
1: nope not doing it <laughs> find a friend dude i'm telling you man you know look at i'm not begging to do it i'm just letting you know no man. it
0: would be it yeah. would be so much fun yeah if that happened <laughs> yeah if know. we if we spend enough time <laughs> together over the next yeah. like eight months we can make that happen for sure i'd say
1: yeah i mean that's the only two rules bro i'll do whatever the fuck i'll do it naked if you if that was a real thing you got to marry his butt naked dude i don't have an impressive dick by any means i don't care i'll embarrass myself for the cause of love bro this is so great but i won't not wear a hat it's so funny that you brought that up
0: mm-hmm. i don't want to like skip over every everything you just said while i had to pee uh, i did listen
1: <laughs> yeah no dude skip no i'm again we don't have any notes there's no fucking uh, agenda here we're no, just having I, a, a good old I time i agree
0: with like a lot of what you said like it yeah. took me a long time to like accept that uh like my life wasn't going to be what i wanted without me changing things and like working towards it yeah and like you do have like a really nice house and i do have a really good job currently but Like, I definitely didn't always. Yeah. Two years ago, I was making like half as much money as I was. And I was struggling a lot, like, Mm -hmm. charging a lot on credit cards. Like, I put myself through college. That's nice, dude. Congrats on that. So, like, I dropped out of high school when I was 17, on my 17th birthday. (laughs) Um, So weird. And yeah, right. And so I, like, always hated school. And, like, I always just saw college as, like, my way to a better life like growing up in Havasu like I wasn't in a big city where I like had a lot of experience how did you drop
1: out then if that was the mindset
0: so I started researching because I hated school and I couldn't come to terms with like the fact that i had to go every day okay and study shit that i didn't want to do
1: okay so you were smart and enough i
0: felt like i was smarter than a lot of my teachers got it. okay i like i was like this is such a waste of my time got it okay like i had like i was like a 3.5 student i sure. was in honors classes yeah um but like school was just something like i skipped school like 30 or 40 days a year every year <laughs> um <laughs> And, uh, so like I dropped out of high school because I started researching that I could go to college without graduating cause I could get a
1: GED. Okay. Yeah. So that was my, that was my question.
0: <coughs> so yeah. I dropped out on my 17th birthday and then I took my GED test five days later.
1: You, you were a junior? Yeah. In high school? Yeah. You got your GED?
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay. Five days later. And so, when did you start college then? um the next month i enrolled
1: are you fucking serious
0: yeah so november i dropped out december i enrolled for spring classes at community college god
1: damn
0: yeah so then i just started going to college
1: so th- did you initially go to for screenwriting you already knew no what was I, it? I didn't know what i wanted to study you, just, well, you got your generals like, out I just of the need way to stuff? get a
0: bachelor's okay. degree so i can get a good job What Where, would you get your bachelor's in in film, oh, okay, okay. I but have a bachelor of science in electronic media and film with tight. an emphasis in screenwriting. Very cool. Yeah, Very and cool. I mi- minored in English, but I didn't complete the minor, so I didn't actually get it.
1: Well, a minor isn't like a separate no, degree, it's just though, like,
0: right? Writes it on the degree, oh, minor in English, pfft, whatever.
1: It's not any more or less impressive, right?
0: No, I still have a bachelor of science,
1: but S- so you have an option to get a degree without minoring and doing extra shit.
0: Well you still have to do all of the total credits. you need yeah. 120 credits to graduate, but you don't have to get a minor. and how many but some cr- degrees require you to get a minor, but they changed my degree program, okay. so they dropped the requirement of needing one. yeah so I was like, if it's not required, I'm not going to get one. And they're like, okay, so I just took like a couple extra like anthropology classes or something.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah. so an associate's degree then is uh, 60 credits? E- yeah, it's two years, yeah. How many credits per class though? three or four? Oh shit no fuck that
2: man
0: no way. yeah so an associates is you know 20 classes full time it's four years two classes, years. five years each semester or five classes each semester
1: i'm telling you one thing right now it dude. took me five and a half years to graduate you with your bachelor's though right yeah so i mean dude that's fu- that's fine Right, I'm never going to college again. I went to, I took a few <laughs> classes, and I was like, okay, I don't cool.
0: even know where I was going with that.
1: <laughs> Nowhere, but it's fine. You're just, you're just telling us who you are, dude. I'm, I'm enjoying and learning who you are. Um, yeah, I'm never doing it, dude, ever. Yeah, can't do it.
0: College is just not for
1: everyone. It's not, and I, I'm okay, I'm totally okay with that. You the only
0: sh- reason I went to college is to get a good job, and that's all I told myself. Yeah. I hated college, and isn't that I fun- hated?
1: College. But isn't that funny now, though? I mean, you're still—it's eight months in, but you kind of know. Isn't that funny that you you know went to college, got a degree, have a great job, but you are getting into something that would—if you yielded a career out of comedy or you know—not um, I'm not. Comedy specifically, not screen. Let's leave that out for a moment. If you wanted to pursue a career in comedy and actually got good at comedy enough to like be making money, money, wouldn't it be funny that you ended up in a job that required absolutely no schooling at all? Right. You know what I mean? Isn't that weird how like life sort of starts working? Like I'm not saying this is totally. your end game already, totally. but you know, it's uh it's fu- it's just so weird how we are so drawn to the things that, you know, are just the complete dichotomy of what we exist in right now. Yeah. You know? Like I want to live like a lavish life and stuff, but I don't want to work traditionally hard for it. You yeah. know, I want to like put in like the in-face uh, in-person yeah. grind like a comedy thing or whatever and uh and
0: see my thing was I'm going <laughs> to do both. Yeah, and you can. Like, but I did it almost out of necessity like i didn't yeah. have another option like i had to get a good job and pay my bills and yeah. pay my student loans off
1: yeah yeah, yeah not everyone like, not everyone has a security blanket of being able to right hang out now,
0: like know? i'm in a substantial amount of
1: debt well you know, you know from college that like you don't have yeah no and uh it's really funny you bring that up because my mom and my dad said something fucked up i can't remember what we were doing. I don't know if it was like a dinner or something. It's usually dinner when we're all together. Yeah,
0: that's why I'm voting for Bernie. (laughs) Pay off my my loans. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) 2020.
1: For some reason, that's the only thing, dude. That's like only... No, but that's the only thing that... uh, I'm not afraid to talk about it, but it's the only thing I'm hesitant to be open about is like... Politics. I'm not gonna vote, man. Yeah. And people hate that about me
0: hey that's your right man do whatever you i want. know
1: and you're not everybody though you're a great dude and not everybody has that reaction <laughs> most people are like you're fucking irresponsible dude you fu-, you know d- it's your job as a to make sure that if you don't want like do you hate anybody i'm like well i really just i guess i don't know trump is not that cool and they're like well don't you just want you just want to let people vote and if everyone thinks like you then he's gonna remain there i'm like it don't matter man yeah sorry you can't change my mind on it you know and um People really get in my like ear about that. And I'm just like, I, I'm i not going to. yeah. I'm uninformed and I'm not going to get informed.
0: See, and I think that's uh, something a lot of other people should feel more comfortable admitting. Yeah. And I've talked about that before. Like, I'm not the one to change the world. Dude. Back in the day and even just 20 years ago, people used to say when you brought up a topic, I don't have enough information about that. I don't know.
1: That's a good way to answer a question.
0: And now, it's like, if you don't have an opinion, you're an idiot.
1: Yeah, or you're against
2: the opinion presented. Or you're against it. And it's how like, the fuck does that happen? It's like, wouldn't <laughs> you
0: rather have people admit that like they're not in a place to give their opinion about that? Rather than just forming an opinion that you think they should have,
1: but here's where or the, that
0: they think you want them to
1: have. Here's where just, the danger sits in, dude. This is where we're at in society, and I'm not trying to get like this is where we're. This is where we've arrived, and this is where uh, which went wrong. You should
0: start rolling that other uh, blunt, by the way. Okay, I'm down. I, um, think. And I then, think we could take a, a break at the two hour mark and come back.
1: Let me let me make this point. What real do you quick. think? Yes, or an hour and thirty seven. Okay. Yes. Yes. Oh, we have plenty of time. Yeah. I'm saying. Uh, Everybody has an opinion, okay? I get it. That's not the problem. The problem is that everyone thinks that their opinion matters as much as everyone else's opinion. Yeah. And that's where the danger is of people yeah. thinking that their minimal Uh, you know, like the minimal amount of information they've received, it forms their structured "can't move me" opinion, and then like someone who knows what the fuck they're talking about has an opinion that opposes them. They're like, "You're fucking, you're an idiot, you're a fucking bitch, or you're racist, or you're whatever the case is." Right? Yeah. It's like that is where the real danger is. Like you think you saying something means as much as someone else saying something in no matter what context because you yeah. have one too. Yeah. That is what is the most frustrating thing about life right now. Yeah. Honestly. When people, have, when people have opinions this is one thing that I can't get over, dude. I won't stay on this for too long, but when people have no, an opinion good. a legit a, a, a concreted opinion about psychedelics that have not done them, I will shut that I will shut the potential for that argument down immediately. Yeah. When I say something about psychedelics that I know to be actually proven yeah. and someone goes, yeah, well, you know, that's not. I'm like, okay, nope, no, 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 no. Let's just stop, man, because you're going to act like you've, you know, you can relate to an experience that is not like having a. You can high five someone, Right. And someone's like, well, I know what high-fiving someone's like, you know. Yeah. And you're like, okay, well, I guess you could kind of know what high-fiving someone's like. You can kind of do it to yourself and get the same kind of feeling, right? But something like psychedelics, dude, you can never understand what that's like until you've experienced it. So oh, you yeah. can't have – and and I know this is ir- not irresponsible, but it's a little uh, aggressive. But you can't have an opinion about something that's so – a personal experience or a personal a uh, thing that happens to you if you haven't done something like that, right? So, so th- the people you're you right have like beliefs. You can th- think whatever you want; it doesn't right. matter because you haven't experienced. But people it. are
0: always matter of fact about everything exactly. these days. Like exactly. no, I know, and it's like no, no, you don't.
1: And even they think, dude. Like, the well, I, th- I that's how I feel, and it's like, well those are different what you feel is fucking wrong if it's translating into something you're talking about that's right. incorrect and it's like, improvable to be wrong. It's like
0: guys tra- talking about childbirth
1: come on man you know what i mean it's like you don't know you have no fucking well dude i know i've, I've, I've taken a big shit before it's yeah. like, dude, you I don't will know. fucking smack you. Dude. you don't know what I've had body, a kidney stone, so... Your body ripping open.
0: And, yeah, and then the... And whole then the, foot. <laughs> and then there's guys
1: that try to say, like, well, it's been proven that, you know, getting kicked in your nuts uh, no. is, uh, yields a higher pain. Mm-hmm. It's like, it don't matter on the pain scale because getting kicked in the nuts goes away in three minutes. It's just not... Four minutes. It's like, not the same. And it's not, the, not something... Well, it it's didn't not coming take out nine months body. to
0: get kicked in the nuts.
1: That's, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's why I, I cannot just be purely... Um, happy all the time just because right <laughs> <laughs> You're
0: i know dude getting choked up it's serious
1: no dude i i get really frustrated at people that are like that and i um i don't even try to not be judgmental it's just anymore society in
0: general man it's just the world we live in now
1: when people say i try Cancel to be,
0: culture
1: i try not to be judgmental it's like you
0: twitter in general
1: if you're not trying to if you're not judging people based off of what you're observing, then you're irresponsible, bro. Like that's yeah. my gen- genuine outlook. Like if by now there's a couple of things that people could wear, right? Just wear. Yeah. And I'm like F- for sure fuck that guy. <laughs> fuck him. I don't give a fuck where he comes from or how good of a dad he is or how much he's helped his family. I Fuck This shit
0: people could wear, and I'm like, fuck that. Because, guy. dude,
1: if you're the one of these people that's like, well, you know, never. Judge you a mean book like a white
0: hooded outfit?
1: I mean, that's the extreme, yeah. But I'm talking like, bro, you could be wearing. Oh shit, we we'll go back to the um. Okay, we're good. Um, you could be wearing like. chonklas with with socks, and I know a lot about you already. You know what I mean? You know what chanclas are? Like the uh, no flip flops, thongs, like the
0: flip-flop shoes like uh no i don't know dude i'm white and uncultured
1: okay. i don't know i'm sorry so chancla is just a flip-flop chancla but i don't call them flip-flops i okay. grew up in a predominantly mexican neighborhood i mm. can't change these things grew you up know in what i mean <laughs> wait did you <laughs> grow up in arizona uh-huh. yeah yeah i grew up in avondale yeah no yeah okay yep have you ever been to lake havasu yeah man it's okay pretty dismal bro okay I mean, if you were like 21 yeah. and you're like, "Let's go to Havasu, bro," I see the allure. Yeah, but I ha- i actually got into a semi-heated, and I could tell it was bothering him too. I got into a semi-heated conversation with Cam, Cam yeah. Sneed about yeah. uh, how shitty Lake Havasu is oh, to to hold. be a resident there. It's a yeah, to be like, "Oh, this is where I live." Uh, you should never live there. Great place to thank you kitchen, for being on my place side. To live. Thank you, thank you, man. Yeah, I live there. I know. Yeah, dude. There's <laughs> one, and he, and he was like, he goes, uh. His defense was, yeah, it's like it's like island vibes. I'm like... I would retire
0: and buy a house there to live in during the winter That'd and be, be fun. a snowbird.
1: And just get fu- fucking faded all the time. And yeah, that's what my grandparents Your wife do. just be baking cookies and shit and just like, yeah, living a happy goddamn beautiful life. Beautiful views. Of course. 60
0: well, degrees during the winter. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Beautiful views. I don't know, man. I mean, just to the lake. When people aren't out, it's a beautiful Sunsets view. are great. So, I get the the, the allure, but... Um, uh, that's crazy. You don't
0: meet many people from Arizona who grew up in Arizona. Um, really?
1: I just never paid attention to that, honestly. I, don't, I don't really ask that we're question. We're very
0: rare. I mean, there's most people here are from somewhere else. You know uh, I can't I mean? even
1: say uh, I'm an Arizona native anymore, because then I get trouble for that. Why? Oh, uh. <laughs> You get it. <laughs> it's, a, it's a joke. Okay. I get um, it. You know one of those things that you write, and you try, and it doesn't work, like how just, net, just now... Yeah. So I see that you do have just taking it uh, seriously. Y- you do have a um, good amount of uh, comic books slash Star Wars slash You just you are into the good shit, man. I have the same exact poster, by the way. Which one? The Super, Super Troopers? Troopers two. You only you get, get those at the, the premiere. Movies. You already know, baby. Yeah. Yep. What? Um, <laughs> See, I didn't enjoy Super Troopers 2 uh, as much as the first one, but what I did truly enjoy about it was all the callbacks. Yeah. There were so many callbacks, dude, in that movie, and it made me really happy. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. It was a. Uh, there's
0: some sequels to movies coming out lately that are just so god awful that I'm like, why did they make it? And then there's some, like, Super Troopers where I'm like, I'm so glad of they course. made this movie.
1: I will admit, though, man, they waited too long, dude. Yeah, they did. They waited way too long, and. Uh, no, again, nothing against the movie, but it just—I was expecting a lot more. I, I really, truly was expecting it to be somehow just a lot funnier than it was. Even though it was a truly funny movie, yeah, and I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was slightly let down.
0: Yeah, you I know? think that's always how it's going to be, though. You're such a fan of the original, and then they make a sequel that you're like, "This has to be the best thing in the
1: entire world." <laughs> Pick one uh left hand left hand dude nice are you superstitious or is that just i always go left no matter what if you want to trick me into like,
0: oh no yeah. i was just i should have went right hand because that's the more expensive bud
1: this one yeah well i mean we can smoke whatever you want
0: <laughs> maybe a little both <laughs> all right you don't well, like grinders yeah,
1: you like uh well so here's the thing may, may i nope don't like it uh, no, no no, actually, I take that back. I, I do like it, but here's how uh, so when you roll to you put a little Keef on there, yes, uh, when I when you roll a blunt, people who are listening, if you want to um you know take a verbal note, oh, yeah, I'll put some of that in there. When you roll in a blunt, uh, let, me uh, get you
0: a, let me go get you a little knife
1: you have to make sure that uh, the weed isn't broken up too fine because when you roll a blunt, it forms to the the paper perfectly, and if it's forming, to the paper perfectly and it's too finely grounded then it'll clog up the blunt oh that's fair it'll get it'll be a lot harder for um
2: this is a smoke super to travel fine grinder
1: through. though it stays a little try, thick okay oh the thick boy huh
0: yeah, this is my favorite <laughs> grinder got it from sam well, what superman
1: it? oh shit okay i try i know i saw that yeah. it's intense dude big superman fan yeah, yeah, yeah I, I could tell I can tell.
0: She's bought me a grinder for like Christmas or my birthday, like every year we've been together, and I love it. Really? I have a Death Star grinder. Oh, shit. Oh, the okay, actual I get it, ship? I can show you it, yeah.
1: Not, not a grinder with a picture of the Dex- uh, Death yeah, Star yeah, on it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, damn. Yeah, this dude's, this dude's got it going on. I've been in some very cool spaces in the last two days. Um, for people who are listening, I, I have my own podcast called The Hella Tired Podcast, and I uh, was just recording an episode with this guy. His name is Mike Lean, and he is a, a musical artist. He's a, a, a graphic designer. Um, he's a tinkerer. He's a fucking instrumental, uh, what do you call it, a surgeon, if you would. An instrumental surgeon is what we called him. Um, and he has like the coolest garage I've ever seen in my life. He's got vintage everything. He's got all these little tiny TVs. He's turned into oscillators. He's got a whole bunch of instruments that he's built from nothing. And this uh, podcast space that we're in is uh, pretty pretty close into being uh, impressive um, as far as spaces go. I like it a lot. I've been to some very aesthetically pleasing places in the last uh, 12 hours I was explaining to your yeah, audience. I saw on your Instagram... Yeah. Yeah, that garage is. Did sick you say this is fuck. close
0: to impressive? No, I, thought I it was no, impressive. no. I said <laughs> no, <just> <laughs> oh, okay. I was like, what the fuck? This is my weed box. You
1: never fucking listen to me. You fuck you. You uh, have more weed in there. I have tons of weed, dude. Why do you have so much flour? Why? What do you mean? Why not? <laughs> oh, I, I guess I just, I just assume. You, I, I guess that's rude of me to assume you don't smoke as much as I do. Oh, but I, you smoke
0: b- bongs though, right? I'm a huge stoner. Yeah, but
1: you smoke bongs. Yeah. So you smoke this much, like this much weed out of oh, bongs. I'll go
0: take like four or five bong loads, full bowls. Oh fuck, you're savage, dude. I respect you, man.
1: Oh man, I'm a huge stoner, man. Yeah. See, now I get impressed when people can really do. Oh my god. Yes. Oh, ooh, this is. Uh, this is very quality too, dude. It's cool, huh? Is a Keith catch b- down here too? No. Okay. No,
0: it's just a simple little grinder.
1: That's so fucking cool, man! Oh, Isn't that cool? Yeah, that's perfect.
0: Like I have a Pokeball.
1: Oh yeah, I've seen these, but I don't yeah. think. See, no, I haven't. I've only seen the plastic Pokeball ones. This is fire. Sam knows what's up, huh? This is like my favorite. Have you ever? You never used this, have you? Like never. Wow.
0: That's special. Yeah, I oh. love this Death Star so much. That's so smooth, dude. Right. Yeah, I used to just roll blunts right on the top of this box. Hell yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, I used to wear white owl blunts.
0: Yeah, I have like another eighth sitting <laughs> around somewhere
1: too. You fucking
0: blasphemous cuck. Well, white owls are just from my childhood. I know, I know. Mean,
1: I get it, but you know what? Some people, some some people grow up racist too, and they become unracist. Shut the fuck up. So yeah, some people grow <laughs> up Mormons too. <laughs> yeah. Shout out Scotty Scient- Wade. Scientologists. Shout out sc- uh, yeah, I'm Scientology on his show. is the most unr is the most uh, the lowest respectable belief out there.
0: Well, yeah, even the Mormons make fun of it.
1: And that's crazy. Yeah,
0: but it is crazy. I
1: do. I s- now that I've smoked a little bit.
0: Um, um, oh, but we used to practice rolling blunts with White Owls. We would go buy them. Or not white owls specifically. Uh, what were the other Swishers. Brand? Swisher sweets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we uh, would shitty. buy the five packs of Swishers and we would cut them open and take all the tobacco out. Yep. And then we would re roll them with tobacco. Oh, the to tobacco? Practice. To practice. Okay, okay. And I've rolled, I mean, I have rolled hundreds of blunts.
1: Tobacco blunts? That's <laughs> good. yeah Yeah. fuck you dude no (laughs) no it's a good way to practice man um i I did the same exact thing no
0: i mean i rolled hundreds of weed blunts. yeah yeah. yeah. but i practiced first i mean that's when i was 16
1: i I had to jump into practicing
0: rolling blunts
1: i I couldn't roll anything when i was young we just smoked out of sketchy ass pipes or like cans or like a homemade gravity bomb
0: high school and just Mm. smoke two blunts like go
1: to high school smelling like dank Idiots. That's what got me in trouble in eighth Idiots. grade. I got, almost got expelled, but they did. They, they didn't let. They almost didn't let me walk and everything, dude. Mm. And I got caught. I so, <laughs> I got caught with weed and stuff. Whatever, whatever. You know, shit I did when I was a kid. Oh man, same. Dude. Sorry, go on. Sorry. Yeah, no, same, bro. And I got, we, I got caught smoking weed on the playground, and um, my buddy Dustin, who was moving to California, who moved to California that morning yeah right i knew he was gone he had gotten withdrawn from withdrawn from school um uh that last friday and he was gone to california already and uh they were asking me they caught me with the weed they're like who'd you get it from whatever whatever and oh I was like,
0: that's the worst right there no, it's okay
1: though no no dude because i'm not a snitch dude of All course right? but i, I gave him but snitch, you know what i yeah. knew dustin was gone I was like dustin gave it to me he sold it to me he everything and i put it all on some guy who was gone in like the wind bro and they're like well we can't do anything about it we can't confirm your story because he's not here anymore i'm like well sorry they tried calling their mom their his mom and stuff oh and, like, my god they really they really tried to like went to like uh, some extreme lengths for a middle school to try and figure out you know how to get this guy in trouble even this though they weren't at school anymore drug investigation yeah yeah, yeah. and i got, I got in a lot of trouble with my, with my parents and stuff so that was kind of funny. Oh, yeah.
0: Put some of this Keef in the middle there. Oh, yeah. What I got this knife for?
1: Young Kifo. This is uh, my grandfather's knife. Ooh, nice. Turned it into a weed knife. Sorry, Grandpa. That's okay, dude. He's just happy that you're using it still, you know? You'll kill someone with this knife eventually.
0: No, nah, probably not. Come on, man. I do carry a knife around, like, every day. It's, like, something my grandpa always, like, instilled in me.
1: Is it, like, a, are you trying to, like... B- like, be emulatory, or are you just scared, or you might have to use it, you know? um,
0: I guess both, man. No, I'm not
1: scared. <laughs> it's <laughs> but
0: okay, no- dude. No, I like mean... The world's a crazy place, bro. My grandpa always taught me that, like, uh, a man with a knife is a man prepared for life. Okay. <laughs> you know?
1: Right. Yeah, no, that's fair, dude. I, I'm not going to argue that logic at all, because there's a couple of uh, times I bet you some people really wish they had a knife on them, you yeah. know? Yeah, 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 but... Unfortunately, it uh, is pretty
0: interesting when you're just carrying a pocket knife all the time. How many times you will like find yourself pulling it out of your pocket and using it just for random shit? You know. Oh, like, I thought you meant
1: like situationally. No, we're, we're like, I just what? mean like
0: as a utility. <laughs> like <laughs> like yield so cu- many street fights. Stuff, yeah. Like <laughs> <laughs> I've used it at work when like we didn't have a knife for stuff okay. or like you know like
1: cutting open a baby. Used whatever. it
0: when people were like, oh, we don't have a cheese knife, and I'm like, oh, I got my pocket knife on me, and we just use that to like cut up cheese at a party and shit like that. It's like, got my r-
1: grandfather's dried blood on. Is that all right, guys? What
0: yeah. Just guy?
1: <laughs> random shit. No, I uh, I had an orange switchblade that my papa gifted to me, um, that I had forever, man. And I finally don't know where it is, but I I, I had it since I was like eight years old. Yeah. You know, and um, it's kind of weird. Like a switchblade is kind of like a nice, a common gift, I guess. Because like the dude that was sponsoring me for skateboarding, um, it was my birthday, and he gave me a switchblade for my birthday. That's cool. And I was like thanks man i was like what the fuck are you giving me a knife for like i was like 15 you know 15 16 and uh i was like all right that's kind of a weird gift but thanks dude and he's like yeah man when no i problem. went to
0: mexico that was the coolest thing i wanted to uh, to look at in stores and they were just everywhere and like butterfly
1: kept, knives too and shit I yeah, know, yeah
0: i just kept like wanting to look at the knives because they're like you know you're not like legally allowed to have like actual switch blades right. where the blade fucking slides yeah. out of the handle and shit yeah and in Mexico, they're everywhere. So the spring-loaded ones, with different <laughs> buttons, and like different handles, <laughs> and like guns that
1: look like switchblades—they were yeah. the coolest <laughs> fucking
0: things uh, to me as a teenager in Mexico, man.
1: Never been to Mexico, and I—I uh, am one of, those, and I I one of Once I am one of those Arizona. guys that's like, why? You know, why? Well, I'm good. Unless I need some dental work without insurance, I'll go. But other than that, man. Everything cool that happens in Mexico also happens in San Diego, most likely. You know, that's fair. Yeah, so
0: I don't know. I just the funniest shit about that is like San Diego could be part of Mexico if like one war went differently. Yeah, (laughs) one (laughs) earthquake. (laughs) And but you know what I mean? Like, like California's border is just drawn of where like. The United States was like, this is our land now. <laughs> you know, it's like they walked down the beach and got to Tijuana, like and it was thunk. like, we went a little too far. Let's go a little far back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Smells weird down here. They just cut it <laughs> off like right after San Diego, and we're like, this is good.
1: I love, I love San Diego. I love if San I was Diego, ever going to uh, move anywhere to, to pursue comedy further first it would either be i'm very reluctant for vegas but i don't think i could i don't think i I would enjoy that vibe
0: i could not live in vegas i would go i would
1: go to uh uh, san diego
0: the lifestyle there would corrupt me yeah all the gambling and late dude it's for me my personality i can't be around somewhere where i can go do those things at five in the morning because you will
1: yeah oh yeah see i'm not about that
0: like, well, I'm just saying, like, if I'm around it all the yeah. time, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. it would only take one bad yeah. situation to get me to fall into that rabbit hole because I just have such an addictive personality in that okay. sense. Okay. I hang out with one guy who's like a pro gambler and is like, Let me show you the ropes And <laughs> then right. two right. weeks later I'm like, I don't know, man. Yeah. I don't know. He's I got a second now? second mortgage on my <laughs> house
1: and shit. Like you know what I mean? He's your gambler pimp, dude. <laughs> right, so, dude? Right, but, <laughs> hey, go, you gotta go play Jack Jack tonight, I just baby. know
0: better, dude.
1: Like, you know. I'm gonna need you to hit those tables tonight, make me a
2: couple
0: of <laughs>
1: hundred. You're like, no, but, Roger, um, I don't want to. Same Sam's from Temecula, actually. Temecula, California. Which is That's California. An hour
0: away from San Diego. Okay, cool. It's cool. Beautiful. Man. I would definitely live there. I've talked to her many times about wanting to move to LA because I've always wanted to move to LA. Right. I got a film degree. Yeah, man. So in college, it was. You graduate, are you going to move to L.A.? Yeah. Like, that's what every kid- Half did, had half did mm-hmm. Right. Not yeah. even
1: half did. <laughs> you oh, know? less than half did or more?
0: Yeah. I mean, it's just so unlikely, like, yeah. to have the money financially to, yeah. like, make it out there. Dude, I've had a couple But I of do know around. some yeah. kids who moved out there. But that was always, like, L.A. or New York. Like, are you going to go? Yeah. And me, so man. I've always been like, I got to move to L.A. one day.
1: Yeah. I wouldn't- I would move to New York before I moved to L.A., I think. Yeah. I, I've been out there a couple times, completely aside from comedy, but- I just really don't like it there, like yeah. um, and I mean like L.A. L.A. like you know like the city, um, you know where like the downtown district, whatever, and the, even its outlying parts, it just feels like uh, you know a sketchier Phoenix with a beach. Well, that's the nice thing you about California—you could like move to
0: L.A. Yeah.
1: live an hour away from it.
0: Yeah, but then, well,
1: then, what the fuck are you even doing there? Like, then Temecula is an hour and a half from L.A. Yeah, but then, but, but I am saying, you have a remote job. You have like, you're gonna drive to fuck L.A. every fucking time you want to do comedy. Oh
0: no, it sucked it. Yeah, right. So I'm saying, so for sure, I,
1: I don't think I would enjoy living in L.A. It's yeah. because I don't think it's. I mean, I'm not saying it's not different. Of course, it's different than Phoenix. I'm saying, the it wouldn't be culture shock. It yeah. just I don't like people out there, man. But then again, New York.
0: Yeah. I've been in, uh, like, going to big cities the yeah. last couple years. Like, I, w- I spend a week in San Francisco, oh, spend a week in so Seattle, spend a week in Chicago. Yeah. I don't, for me, I don't think I could do the big city, like, small apartment. I would love to, man. Uh, busy city yeah. lifestyle. Like, not owning a car and stuff like that yeah. for me. I'm like, I don't know, man. I don't know if that's for me. Yeah. I think I'd like to experience it. Yeah. Yeah. And see how it goes, but I don't think that's, like, a permanent, like, I'm going to do 20 years in New York type of shit. Well, I don't
1: think, well, now that I've, you know, spent almost the first 30 in Phoenix, like, I understand that there's better places out there for what some, like, people want to do. Yeah. You know, like, if you want to eat real good, go take your ass to Minnesota, dude. You know what I mean? Like, if that's all you want to do for Is rest that your a life. E- yeah. Yeah? I'm have you my... seen people in Minnesota? No. <laughs> Bro. Those are some fuck. Big motherfuckers out there, bro. I'm talking like it's a statistic. It's got to be. seen people in Minnesota? And, dude, and again, I don't even care. Like, it's just at least they're – as long as they're doing what they truly enjoy and they're okay with the results, even if that means you're gaining 100 pounds in two years, Yeah. I literally don't give a fuck what you do, yeah. but please just be enjoying your life That's along so the way. Like, I really don't care unless, you know, there's a couple of exceptions, obviously. Like, I don't think I have to – you know, say them necessarily, but there's some things you could be doing that aren't for the better of people. You know, getting fat doesn't h- hurt anyone other than yourself and chances to keep a wife. You know, but um, other than that, you know, you're good, dude. If you meet a gr- if you meet a lady and you're big and she loves you, that's it, dude. She really loves you, man. That's my life, right you know, there. No, 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 dude, you are nowhere near uh, fucking big enough to be in nowhere, anywhere that category. You know, you uh, know what appreciate I appreciate it. You're not Minnesota, bro. Trust <laughs> me, you're not who I'm talking about. <laughs> I went, I've been going to the Mall of America for the past like three years every year to compete in like a kendama competition. Shut up! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this last year was the only year I didn't. We gotta go. talk about this more. Yeah, yeah, yeah I didn't yeah. think
0: you were that serious about this. Yeah, I
1: love it, man, so much. Shut up, right now. And so you know, I thought it was just something you did for fun. It is, but I I go compete. You go to com- competitions yeah. for it. Yeah, it's fun. Well, because I have a lot of friends that um do kandama too. Oh and my god, that's one of the places where I only see some of my friends once a year. You know, because uh, they live in completely different states, and we we've, we've like built such a strong online relationship through kendama strictly that when we meet up in person, it's like pure hype. My and mind then it's blown right now. Yeah. And then the next year you come back and you're like, bro what's up it's been a year and like you know you're you've been doing things on instagram or facebook and then we've been keeping up with each other and we know each other's lives and shit and it's just a really it's like a reunion every year of um everybody that i don't get to see and we just like smoke weed and play kendama and compete and party a little bit and have a really good like three four days with each other and it's beautiful man and uh i'm really really grateful for the people that i got to meet in life the best people i've ever met in life are through kendama and uh it's really cool, man. And you know, I'm really happy that I got to experience some of the things I got to experience. My buddy uh Dave Mateo. Kendama? Yeah, K E N D A M A. If you want to look up Dave Ma- Dave Mateo, um, this is a, a good friend of mine. Uh he just passed away. Um and he just paved the way for like a really, really cool style of Kendama. And it's uh you can go uh go Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the um let's see here third one. Yeah. Up one more. Yep. Um, and he, this guy just a 30 minute conversation with someone like this, um, inspired me just to be a better person in life, dude. And, uh, I haven't met anyone whose words like, you know, weighed as much as his. And, um, for someone to come from a Kendama community, a fucking ball, cup and string, dude, yielded I'm talking about endless love for some of these dudes, like as friends. And I, some I haven't even experienced like a friend love to some of these guys that I have experienced people I've known my whole life. How did you start doing this? So my my buddy Jacob, um and I thought he played this in one of my bad um do f- search one more time. Flonamic F L O. You can even just type it into YouTube. F L O N A M I C Duo. And this is uh Kenyatta Williams. And, um, yeah, That's go go, go down. No, 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 it's not rap. God damn it. Type Kendama. Is that, that not for,
0: David? Oh.
1: There you go. Right there. There you go. That's a good one. Um, Kenyatta Williams and Dave Mateo. Cool. But my buddy Jacob. So we used to go, when Jersey Shore was popping, dude, like really popular, we – there's like a group of 18 of us, 15, 18 of us would meet up every Tuesday for Jersey shore night. Right. And like the show was fun to watch it's whatever, but right it was though. like a reason to get together, you know, and just hang out and see each other. That once was a week
0: when people actually still got together to watch it, TV
1: shows. Some of the best times of my life, dude, were, um, those kind of like simple memories. That's and that's uh,
0: interesting. That is part of a generation. That's like kind of gone away. Yeah. I mean, I guess people still do it for things like game of Thrones kind of, but it's not, yeah. the, they just hang out in
1: fucking Dutch bros parking lots same. now. You know what I mean? Um, And so my buddy Jacob, uh, his dad lived in Hawaii and that's who's, whose house we went to every Tuesday to watch Jersey shore. And, uh, he went to Hawaii and he saw one of these, uh, kendamas and he's like, what the fuck is this? You know, and he tried it out and it's so hard, dude. And, uh, he was trying it and he got addicted to it while he was there. So he bought it. He bought one, brought it back, you know, to Arizona he's like check out this fucking toy i got in in uh, hawaii it's really fucking hard dude i'm like okay i tried to just get it on the one cup and i could not do it almost 20 minutes of me trying and i couldn't do it and i was like this thing's fucking stupid dude i want to like, try it i was like get this away like i was like literally just so dismissive about it i was like this is fucking dumb and then for the next week i kept thinking about how i couldn't get it and like why i was having such a problem and it was bothering me so the next week i come back and i'm like okay let me see that kendama again you know and so i start playing it and i got the first cup i was like oh shit like i was so hyped man and i skateboarded like for um, almost my whole life you know and the first time landing a skateboard trick is the exact same feeling landing a kendama trick for the first time so i was hooked right away right? They just and sh- shatter that thing. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you get mad. I don't get like that, but oh sometimes you do. Sometimes you do when, especially when you're trying to trick like this dude. But, um, and, uh, so I kept trying and I bought my own and I'd bring it over and we would just fucking sesh like all day, dude. And I became really obsessed with it. Like I got way better than all my friends, you know? And, uh, I learned that there was an online community that there's no real community that at this time. Like, Yeah. <laughs> There's about four people. There's about four people in Arizona that played Kendama when I started. Really. And uh, I kept playing and then I stopped for a long time, and I f- saw this group of kids playing Kendama outside of a sushi restaurant. I was like, "Oh shit, a kendama!" Yeah, I was like, "I've never seen that outside of my four friends." You know? Yeah. I was like, "Hey, where'd you guys get those kendamas and shit?" They're like, "Oh, kendama USA, which is Dave Mateo was a pro for that was a pro for that company." And um, I was like, "Oh, let me see." And I played it a little bit, and they're like, "Oh shit, like you've played one before?" I'm like, "Yeah, dude, I used to play this like all the time." And then I bought one again, and I. It's a wrap after that, dude. I was posting clips in the Facebook Kendama community. I was going to like events all over the country and uh, competing and making friends with all these awesome people. Jesus. And so over the course of you know years of playing Kendama, you get to meet a lot of people. And uh, if you have an ego, it's really hard to get good at Kendama because you look fucking dumb getting good at it. Yeah. And so when you are able to push through looking stupid, it means you've got your ego in check at least to some degree. And those are the people that I'm going to vibe with most. I don't even need to know who they are really. But if you've gotten good at something like this, then there's something interesting I'd like to know or like to involve myself with you. Yeah. It's completely. It yields nothing. There's no reward in kendama at all. Yeah. It's, it's just, just so much goddamn fun, man. And now it's yeah. really catching on. And uh a lot of hand-eye coordination. Yeah. Target sells kendamas now. And it's, really? it's so crazy to see how where Are they how they super durable?
0: Like the string seems like Well so it's a thing. It you would can, break.
1: Just like anything, you can buy a shitty kendama with a shitty string made of shitty wood. Yeah. Or you can make sure you get yourself one that's nice. See those chrome ones? That is so fucking disgusting don't ever buy one of the, a marble kendama. get out of that honestly don't even no 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 nothing from Amazon dude go back
0: I'm so, so dude
1: Amazon I think <laughs> being a right millennial, there right there you see that crumb might go too. Crom like pop that first one the first picture yeah it's a perfect starter Kendama. Um, The ones you can buy in Target are perfect starter kendamas. They're made out of beech wood, which is a softer wood. Pretty durable. It doesn't chip very very easily, so it's good. Okay. Um, and they've got like a, a s- kind of like a rubbery, not rubbery, but like a slick rubbery paint, so it sticks in the cups a little bit better. And their are strings. So, it
0: makes me laugh so much that this is $20, and it says four interest-free payments of $5 each.
1: Hey, they, they got you, bro. It's so funny. It's a four-man's game. No batteries required, bro. It's uh, it's amazing, and they make the strings typically out of nylon. But there's a couple of companies that offer different um, options: nylon string, or sometimes they do like silk-wrapped nylon string, which fi- kind of feels good on your hand when you're doing string tricks and stuff. Uh-huh. But uh, kendama is my favorite thing um, on earth, dude. F- more enjoyable than comedy. They're out of
0: stock of every pro model they saw.
1: Yeah, man, it's uh, it's nice, it's nice. And there's three major companies for kendama. That make absolute solid product. You couldn't even buy a shitty Kandama from their site if you wanted to.
0: My mind is blown
1: on this one, dude. Yeah, I love, I love it, man. That's, wow. Um, that's my first passion, really, other than, other than the skateboarding, I guess. Wow. Yeah. So, so saying, I could have spent all my years getting good at this and wouldn't have been able to be sustain sustainable off of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, so I just kept this strictly hobbyist, and then I compete sometimes. And um now I'm just having a lot of fun with it and then I found something now that can be sustainable eventually. Yeah. Yeah, so now I'm just putting my effort into that.
0: Definitely can be. I mean, it seems like there's a number of people just in Phoenix that are sustaining themselves on comedy. Yeah,
1: it's doable, man. Like yeah. uh, my dream as a comedian, and this is not a short-term goal. This is my absolute dream, and this is as far as it goes. And people I get might
0: so much for taking a break at two hours, huh? I know, huh?
1: <laughs> we we just did a really good podcast. It's okay,
0: hour, we're at two hours and ten minutes. We could come back and do another little hour session.
1: We could, we could. But I'm telling you, I think uh, past two thirty, people really start dropping off, huh? Oh, probably. You think so? I when I when I see a two hour thirty, when I see a not two hours, I'm actually I'm lying. When I see Into the three hour mark yeah i get real dissuaded yeah about listening to it well let's uh wrap up
0: what you're saying about comedy and we'll cut this off (sighs) and then we can do another hour one if you want
1: okay okay um i don't even know what i was saying about comedy really you said like your goal or what you
0: want out of it or whatever
1: i want to if i am headlining a club a club every once a month that's it man like That's my dream accomplished. If I can be good enough at comedy to have a club somewhere, 12 shows a year, As if you really wanted to break it down like that, um, I don't run off of, I don't need a lot, you know what I mean? Yeah. But that is my, everything else past that point is absolute bonus, dude. And I, I really do think there's a good group of people in Arizona um, that I really think that we can get there if we just keep... Going longevity is everything, man. Like yeah. you cannot stop if right. you want to get to a point of, you know, uh, recognition. To right. For, like, you know what I mean? Like this podcast, my podcast. Like if we're doing an episode once every three months, we're not going anywhere ever with that shit. Like right. you might as well just be. Only doing it for fun at that point, you right? Know? Like you have to keep putting in effort, and I've been proving myself, and I think the people around me have been proving to themselves that that's absolutely true. Like right. you will get out what you put in, and that I've, again, I it took too long for me to really get that, but it's showing itself to me in the past couple of years, maybe. Yeah, I'm just I'm just excited about it, man.
0: I think you should be excited about it. You're definitely one of those people in the scene that. People are like, yeah, dude, Bubba's fucking
1: killing it. Well, thank you, man. I'm yeah, trying my sure. hardest. That's the cool thing is like, I don't know, man. I'm just trying. I'm not, I don't feel so undeserving. Yeah. Because I'm really trying. You yeah. know, I do feel like I've gotten a couple opportunities that I was just like, oh, that's was just a drop of the hat right there. Like, that just fell into my lap. And I've, I have heard people say some things like, you know, like just a short, short version, like oh he doesn't, he doesn't deserve that opportunity. Oh really? Yeah, and you know what? It's okay, like that. Yeah, fuck people, they're just
0: jealous. And dude. I'm not
1: even trying to be like, <laughs> I'm not like hurt and trying to hide it. Like it's okay,
0: I get it. See, but I think it's just in this community, people just want those opportunities, know, and they are man. genuinely just jealous that like you got them. But, but honestly, I will say, what are they doing though? But I will say. There is a clear delineation also when you go to even just an open mic or a booked show mm-hmm. and listen to different people do different sets. There is a clear delineation of the people who are working really hard mm-hmm. and the people who are just showing up and doing the exact same jokes over and over and over 100%. again. 100%. And it, it's, I mean, it's a uh, attitude, difference it's uh the presence they have on yeah. stage it's the energy they bring yep. into the room it's a lot of how they interact with people off stage dude there's it's,
1: there's so much of it man and and you,
0: i think a lot of people honestly get kind of bitter about things and people, kind of uh, people get
1: lazy dude and me that's too, true too me too people don't want to do everything it takes to progress right at the rate they'd like to right it's sending emails it's trying new jokes it's Finding out a new joke is okay, and working on that joke for however the fuck long it takes for it to be what you'd like it to be—it's right. everything. It's not just being a good comedian or being a comedian for eight years. Just because you've been in the game eight years doesn't mean you're funnier or more deserving than anyone. Right. You know, I I tip my hat to your work ethic if you've been doing it for eight years straight. But if just dude, I'm just I'm not trying to say I'm doing anything better than anyone. But if you've been doing it for eight years and you've been really honestly putting your full effort in and you're angry at the people whose effort equates to a funnier set than yours, then you need to just work harder or something. I don't know. I don't like when people um, judge people based off their tenureship in something. Right. You know, Savannah Hernandez, dude, no one has I've never heard a bad word about her and she does not ever deserve a bad word about her. She's been doing it for one year. Yeah. And she's gotten opportunities that I want. Yeah. So, you know, we're the same you know, uh, same year in starting comedy, but then she has opportunities that eight year veterans want also. Yeah. It's like but she's funny she knows how to do the job already right why would you expect to get promoted if you're just meeting the criteria and
0: and if she doesn't deserve it she's gonna crash and burn right like everyone does who doesn't deserve it right right yeah it's like if if, if you're booked on huge shows and you're not funny and you bomb constantly yeah people are gonna watch you bomb constantly yeah I'm but not gonna say any names. Someone told me they've been doing. But that's not
1: the case. Someone said so I did a show with someone that said they've been doing comedy for 20 years, and I was like, no oh, shit. shit." I was like, "Hey, pleasure to meet you, man." Like, I'm Bubba, whatever, and he's like, "Hey, cool." And he went up and did his 20 minutes, dude. I was like, "Oh my god." Yeah. This is 20 years. What? And I started thinking, what did that? What does that mean to him? Because it means something different to everyone, right? Sure. I've been doing comedy for a year and a half, but I have been doing it a lot. Any chance in any corner that I get, I will try and do it, right? Yeah. But doing comedy for 20 years as, like, a once-a-month open mic, getting booked here and there, running off the clout that you have been doing comedy for 20 years, um, and then just doing a absolutely not above or below a mediocre set, yeah. and that's, like, your material, I'm like, okay, cool. Cool. Yeah. I see it. Like, I, I don't, I'm not doubting myself anymore. You know right. what I mean? It's okay to be better – Fun, not better funnier than someone in the moment yeah that's been doing it for 20 years because it's just you, my mind happens to be more catered to the thoughts of the audience and their humor it's not my fucking fault so i'm done like feeling bad about <laughs> getting opportunities that oh you definitely shouldn't feel bad but i again man i have i i did and i sometimes no not anymore lately i haven't really felt bad at all yeah but um i i have really hard time like getting over that shit dude the self-deprecation is real i had a hard time getting away from that the feeling deserving for things i had a hard time because you know in every job you go to tenureship is fucking top priority right. that's how they judge your worth is tenureship numbers you know what i mean like well he's been here he's been a a, a dedicated member of this uh you know company for 15 years and you yeah. know we're Fuck it, dog. If I'm, yeah. put, if I'm put going in there doing 30 tickets a day and someone's doing 20 that's been there for 20 years, then I'm better than you at your job. Right. Sorry, dude. Right. I don't know what you want me to say to you. Right. With that being said, there's a plethora of comedians that are way fucking better than me in Arizona. I'm just saying the ones that are talking shit but that's the are thing, the ones that aren't comedy, doing anything. Like
0: there's always there's never going to be people that aren't above you in any profession. Yeah. Right. Like that should excite you in unless you become the CEO of a company, obviously, but like there's going to be better CEOs out there. Yeah, man. So like in comedy, it's like when you start, it's like, there's always going to be like you, I started seven months ago. You were eight or nine months Mm -hmm. in at the time. You're always gonna be nine months ahead of me, and
1: as far as tenureship of comedy goes, absolutely. Always, but me, you did a, you had a better set than me at Bridget's, and that's a fact. And you've been doing <laughs> yeah. it for less than me, and I'm not sitting here going, "Well, what the fuck? I've been doing it for a year and a half. He hasn't been doing it for eight months. Why don't you respect me more? Like you know, how fucking stupid that sounds." The, I- I, I do. You know what that's I mean? not where I was going with that. But I, know. I was going
0: to say, there's always people. <laughs> Jesus Christ! You're getting you're Your, you your studio is getting a boner right now. There's a. There's always going to be people who are four years ahead of you yeah. and four years ahead of them. Yes. But like, it's not. None of that matters in terms of how many laughs you get when you're on stage.
1: No. Are there at all? Are there better writers than me that aren't funnier than me? If that's how it's always going to be. Are there better comedians than there are that people that can write a million things and have write a story that you would die to read? Of course, there will be. And there's going to be, be. Sorry, yeah, know but to be mad at someone for oh, yeah. just being good, like the way I see it, is like again, it goes back to skateboarding, kendama, anything that you've ever done as a group. I've always made strive sure surrounded myself with way better skateboarders or kendama players with That's me. That's how you get better. How the fuck are you? But it's people that want to exist in that like alpha mate Like oh yeah, well you know you know yeah you guys are young, but let me let me put you onto some game real quick. Like I can't stand a motherfucker like oh, that. Dude, I have met
0: a handful of
1: comedians I can't like that. Fucking stand that shit. If you have feedback for me, give it to me. Yeah. Do not play fucking. Godfather in this comedy shit. One of the shit, first you know?
0: people I met at an open mic was like that, and it was really disgusting. You want a name drop? No, I don't. Initials? I'll tell you afterwards. Okay. All right. Fine. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they were just very—they were a dick to me, like right off the bat. Uh, and it was one of those things where they—they were like, "Yeah, I've been doing this for you know so many years." Jesus and, Christ! No one gives um, a fuck, dog. And I was just like. Uh, All right, man. And I was just, it was very off-putting and very discouraging for, it was like my third open mic. Yeah. And I was just like, man, some people around are kind of dicks. But then like, it was, that was the worst experience I've ever had.
1: And what is that guy doing right now? Is he killing it? Nothing. Dude, I'm telling you, there is a direct correlation. That's why I can't give a fuck about anyone talking shit. Everyone
0: who I've met that is in Phoenix, that's a really good comedian has been really nice to me.
1: I think it goes hand in hand, man. And it's genuinely
0: one of those things where, like, they're uh, they're just there because they like comedy and yeah. they're very supportive people in general.
1: Well, say what you want about the current s- state of, you know, the whole, I guess, going back to the snowflake definition, like, everyone being more sensitive. sensitive. And that's true, and that is true. And that you yeah. can't deny it. Everyone is uh, heightened sensitivity, and I don't care at all. It doesn't bother me that damn much. But... The age of the ultra offensive, provocative comedian is coming to an end. If you're not, poc- if you're not really good in that corner, yeah, no one wants to be around someone like that. Yeah, you can be passionate and angry about a topic as much as you want. Yeah, but the actual people who embody that angry. Yeah. I'm a comedian, I don't give a fuck what I, like, dude, that's, it's, it's over, yeah. like, if you're not already that person, you yeah. can't become that person anymore unless you are so good you're undeniable, and there's not a lot right. of people out there like that, and um, and I will say, uh, you know, there's a couple people that um, just kind of just dicks, and again, they don't do shit. No one wants to work with people like that anymore. The talent doesn't exceed the personality anymore. We put personality first now. Right. And that's kind of how it should be. You should at least get a skill check. You know, if you're going to book someone for a show that you love and he's a cool dude, make sure he knows what he's doing if you want to put on a good show. Yeah. But... If you're an asshole, be good all you want, but I don't want to work with you on any yeah. level if you're a dick. No
0: one's going to invite you to come open for him. No way. If you're an asshole.
1: And, you know, I've heard, you know, I don't, I've don't, i never met the guy, but I've heard some horror stories about Lewis Black being just a general asshole, and I'm like, who that is. he's just a really popular comedian. He's an older guy, and he's deserved that title, and he deserves to feel that way and be successful still. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't think I'd have fun hanging out with a, a guy like that, despite yeah. his greatness. He's yeah. very opinionated about political stances I want to hang out
0: with comics that want to get a beer or smoke a
1: blunt after yeah. a show. Yeah, man. And you, that's, uh, you, know, you found a friend of me, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah. <'Cause>, uh, <laughs> that's all I do after shows. Um, but I save it for after the show. Um, I used to smoke weed before every set because I had, my nerves were absolutely uh, untamable, dude. It was yeah. panic-stricken. Yeah. Um, and I, I did a show with a professional comedian. I, oh, what doesn't matter. I'm not going to have my name job. Jimmy Earl a uh, fucking absolute monster dude. Yeah. And he, I was lucky enough to open for his uh, comedy tour that he had um coming to, to a Phoenix. And he, we, we talked after the show, we were talking, he's giving me some advice. And he asked me, he's like, do you smoke? Do you smoke before every show? I was like, well, yeah, I got to smoke a little bit. Cause my nerves, And he goes, ah, you know? And I was like, oh man, please don't fucking act like a dad, you know? And yeah. he, he didn't, he didn't. He was like, I have a challenge for you. I was like, okay. And I already knew where this was going. He's like, Next set, you do. No weed, no beer, no nothing. And just do the set sober, 100% sober, and just see how it feels. I'm like, oh, my God. Like I was already getting nervous about that feeling of not being a little tamed by marijuana, you know? But the next set I did was at um, uh, a New Faces show, and I did it uh, 100% sober. And, you know, at the time, that was the best set I've had ever. Oh, really? And, like, by a kind of like a mile. And I was like, whoa, like I felt that felt way different. I felt a lot more energetic, a lot more. Um, my hand motions were like more intentional. You know what I mean? I felt like my energy was what I'd like it to be as a comedian. And then I was like, well, maybe it's just a fluke. I was maybe just running off of the high of the anxiety. And then I did it again. And I was like, oh shit, I'm better sober, you know? And yeah. now running off the high of the anxiety is what gives me my energy. Interesting. I, I want to die before I touch the mic. But once I touch the mic, the anxiety just turns into like outward yeah. energy and i i really do like that about um my act now is like i every if you've seen me in the last seven months i've been almost completely sober and but after the show it's a fucking party bro blunts on blunts on blunts yeah see i so, think that's interesting
0: yeah. and it's i mean i think it's whatever works for you really mm-hmm. i think it's good advice to definitely try shit
1: to try it try who, different shit. who knows it who it'll work for you know for me yeah.
0: I feel best because I've gone up super fucking stoned mm-hmm. and then not stoned at all. Yeah, and I feel best when I've had one beer mm-hmm. and just a little hit off my pen. Yeah, because not like going in super stoned. If I go in super stoned, I do pretty bad. Okay, just because I am slower, my mind's not as sharp on what my next joke's gonna be. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm kinda, I am kind, I kind of fumble a little bit, and I am like, I know if I just take a little puff. I'm not stoned, yeah. but I don't have like those nerves of like sweaty anxiety. Yeah, but I love having one beer before a show.
1: One beer before a show will fuck my setup. Really, I'm serious, man. It does it does just enough. Sorry, sorry. It does just enough to me because I'm a real lightweight. I don't drink. Like I, this That's is fair. A, this beer. That's
0: fair. One like, beer to yeah. different people is a lot different, to it, be fair. It will make me fumble. It's like one joint to me is, you know, 10 bong loads to the next person.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, it just w- you know, I just had to really just take his advice, step out of the comfort zone. And uh, I'm glad I did, man, honestly. Um, maybe one day I'll do a, a set, like, really fucked up. Just to see. I've done a couple sets on mushrooms before. Oh, shit. Um, and I've, I can't have a, f- a f- official opinion about it because the first time I did it, um, it felt very uncomfortable, and I didn't do that well. But again, I was also really new, and I just wanted to see how it felt. Like yeah. you know, it's what no harm, no foul. Dude, don't give a fuck. I didn't tell anybody. And then I did a set uh, on some not too. No, it was like maybe like four or five months ago, and it went pretty well. It's really, a 15 minute set too. Wow. So I was like, oh shit, like okay. not gotta
0: do a 15 minute set. Yet. Yeah.
1: And then um and then I did it one more time, and then it w- was mediocre. I was like I can't fucking get a gauge on if this is good or not. Like or good for performance or good for thinking. Probably
0: not great for the future, in my opinion. Who
1: knows, man? Everyone's different, dude. But
0: I think uh I'm not who I am right now. Like I said, I think it's worth trying it. Yeah, man. It's worth giving it a shot. Tell you one thing. But it's one of those things that if you got used to it, like you can't just take mushrooms anywhere you go. No, but I I can't. No, you can't.
1: Yes, I can. What do you mean? Like, dude, any situation in on life, I'm totally fine. Oh, you mean like physically take them with you, right? Oh, okay. I just mean like take them in any situation. I'm like, I'm comfortable with myself. No, no, no. no, no. I mean that. like
0: literally, legally. Like, no. if you had a show in California or you had to fly yeah. to Texas or something, I would it's like you can't mail them to show. I mail them myself. <laughs> but then it's like, all right, Bubba has a problem. <laughs> Yeah, true. do You know what? Yeah, yeah Jimmy's right. gonna be like, "Hey, remember my advice on being so." <laughs> yeah,
1: and it's not like I do like psychedelics all the time. It's not like I'm fucked up all the time. Yeah, it's just like, uh, it, you know, it. I have written some of my newest jokes, the ones I'm really excited to tell. Yeah, on a come down on, on some LSD. That's funny. Um, I was in my bed, just watching. Um, I don't even know what the fuck I was watching, and I just like. Popped into my head. I'm like, that's fucking funny, dude. Yeah. I wrote it down on my phone, and then I went to uh, Focal the next day, and I tried them out, and I was like, oh shit! I wrote you know, a couple I of funny gonna, jokes. I was gonna go there at 3:30, but uh, you know, oh yeah, you know it'll be a it'll be a, a, a tight fit. What's well, oh, I'm not gonna make it. I'm the booked portion, the yeah, the booked portion. Um, it's like two people up front, and then the the open mic. Um, but it's in Scottsdale again. Not feeling it. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm gonna have to drive the to drive. like a, a, I think midtown later, which is not too far is from here. Is your mic
0: going on tonight? No. The Romans? So there's a, all right, no. I, I
1: guess we'll, I guess we'll break the, we'll we break. We really
0: got to break and smoke that blunt because we're going to just get to three hours. No. I feel like me and you could just talk for 10 no. hours straight, so. All right, before
1: we break, this will take, this will take one minute. Before we break, I want to officially announce that uh, the last Romans open mic will be two weeks from today. Okay. Uh, two Sundays from now, which is, I guess, the 20s. Seventh, Sunday the twenty seventh, I think February. Um,
0: no, two Sundays from now is Sundays are tight. March first.
1: Well, um, then I guess I won't announce it then. Let's say we're gonna have the last uh, open mic on uh, two weeks from now, but now we're not. Uh, we might not even just have a last one. Then it might just be dead. But it's gone. So. Oh, interesting. Okay. All right. Well, that was awkward. Let's take a break <laughs> and smoke this blunt. Um. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>
0: Wait, do you want to plug your social media or anything at the end of this? Because I'll just make a second podcast
1: okay (laughs) okay yeah social media um is going to be sad boy shinobi s-a-d-b-o-i-s-h-i-n-o-b-i um you can also search bubba mccomb that pops up i do have a website i can't afford to uh renew the plan so it'll be down february 22nd uh until further notice (laughs) and then if you wanted to keep up with like the shows and stuff um i keep facebook pretty updated instagram too so yep come follow me and follow my podcast hello tired podcast i love y'all boom Thanks for coming. Follow
0: me. Follow all my shit. We're going to do another podcast after this. (laughs) All right. Thanks, everyone. Peace.